1: to sand by me it's a podcast about neil gaiman's the sandman from the folks over at overdue a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read and by those folks i mean us my name is craig my
0: name is andrew it's getting dream weren't we doing a dreamy thing at the for intros for a while so well like but they, sleepy, they all sleepy, were this
1: <laughs> they were all the same and so i didn't like doing them all the same because i got into yeah. kind of a groove with uh Goosebumps where I could be like A different monster every time
0: Yeah right sure
1: And this one like I What I could have done mm-hmm. Which maybe would have just been Another Goosebumps thing Was uh-huh. try to like each have a different Dream that I'm having each time It'd Be a
0: different manifestation of oh, the endless. Each, welcome to each stand each by me Oh, <laughs> I just woke up and I'm scared Welcome to stand by me Or you could do like a, you me. could talk like you would Talk without teeth in your mouth. Like if you had one of those dreams where all your teeth fall
1: out. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> what Your teeth control a lot of stuff about the way your voice sounds. Yeah, it's, it's teeth all the way down. This is our mm. bespoke uh, graphic novel podcast about the graphic novel The Sandman. It's still audio podcast, but it's about a graphic novel. Imagine us looking mm-hmm. different each issue or sort of important
0: markers where you could kind of tell who we were like if our speech bubbles were both lettered slightly differently or something yeah
1: for sure this is number nine number nine number nine uh the kindly ones
0: yeah and this is this is kind of the the um the the narrative peak of the sandman books where all the little Tiny stories where you weren't sure if you are going to need to remember this for the test or not all come back and combine into one big like interlocking narrative chunk that changes the the world of the Sandman forever.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah. It's not not telegraphed in where it winds up. The specifics of how it gets there were interesting to me as the person who who hasn't read this before. Mm Mm-hmm uh and yeah structurally both in a microcosm i feel like this collection functions a bit more like a traditional novel or a traditional story that we are used to like reading in written fiction yeah where it like starts in
0: one place and then continues until it ends yeah in, but uh, in its
1: an ending place and not just that because we've had a few of those but this one has like subplots that are paying off other things. They're not just setting something else up. They are weaving... They're all, like, bubbling up into the main narrative that is the work of several collections that have come before it. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there are things that this collection is doing that it can only do because it is the ninth collection so far. Like, because of where it is in the series. Right. Mm -hmm. But both in a microcosm and for the series as a whole it is making good on this as a as a long work of storytelling where we've had a lot of fun with the one-offs which i don't even really like think about it's more the parts in some of the chapter the collections that feel like they're advancing the story but it's like well we spent a few pages with that character we spent a few pages with that character and this is not a work of fiction that is like really concerned about like flagging those for you Mm-hmm. At least on your first way through. It's it's, it's way like, more subtle about that kind of they're stuff. They're
0: like sorta of edge pieces to the, the puzzle that is Neil Gaiman's The Sandman series. Like you aren't necessarily every time you read one of those little stories putting together one of the big important central pieces Not at all, that no. sort of shows you the picture of the story that it's trying to be. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still like it's still important scaffolding, it's still achieving a vibe.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and this collection I think We'll get to it. Has like a moment where a character does a thing and it causes something else. There's a few of them actually, and you're like, "Whoa, cause and effect Mm -hmm. in the world of the Sandman." Whoa, like right next to each other too. Whoa, and it it has, but and yet it also has all of the weight of the series coming towards it, which is kind Mm -hmm. of fun. This is not the end of the series. We have one more of these called the Wake, Mm -hmm. which I suppose is appropriate and maybe is a. Bit of a foreshadowing of what we're gonna talk about today.
0: Well, I mean the whole thing's about sleeping and so you wake up at the end.
1: That's definitely what right. it means, Andrew. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, That's, the wake. Like you know, when you have the wake in the morning and you
1: <laughs> Yes. And you get up to take the shower yes, <laughs> and eat I, the breakfast. Well I get into my pajamas and I say, It is time for the sleep. And it's then time for the sleep. Mm-hmm. I open my eyes and I say, It is time for the wake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I eat my waffles. This
0: 8 8 a.m. time for being the wake,
1: (laughs) I say every morning. Uh, These issues, Andrew, do you have the issue numbers? I know that they appeared, uh, they ran 1993 to 95, and the collection came out in 96, but I don't remember what the issue numbers Uh, were.
0: Issue numbers, this is a big one, so this covers issues 57 to 69, nice.
1: Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bet he planned that
0: he probably did plan that. Neil Gaiman seems like a kind of guy who's who sees the number 69 is like nice. Nice. You know? Uh the I mean you can, he's he's pretty like highfalutin, but
1: I bet he's not above being like, "Oh hey, there it is." <laughs> nice. The collection um the if you get the like the the 10 issue collection, I'm not sure how this is included if you get like the omnibus. There is a Uh, Vertigo Jam number one called The Castle, written by Gaiman, uh, penciler Kevin Nolan, inker Kevin Nolan, a few other artists on that. And that is like a one-off tour of the dreaming that exists here, but it is not part of what you might consider the original kindly ones yeah. run
0: <clears throat> my cursory understanding of what vertigo jam was like just based on looking up the issue online to read it is vertigo. As I think we talked about at the beginning of the, of the Sand by me project yep. is sort of a, a little indie, like, I don't want to say re- rebel, but like a, a little sub label within DC that is doing
1: that wears a leather jacket and smokes. Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's wearing a leather jacket and smokes and sits on chairs backwards yeah. because it's cool. <laughs> and I think the vertigo jam is just meant to be like a little sampler of like, here's a bunch of stories that we're telling. Okay. Um, cool. And they, they sort of kind of add to, to the, to the story, at least in the same May one, you get, so you just you get a couple of panels to spend with a bunch of characters you probably already know and like and you're happy to spend the time with them but it doesn't really it's not really there to like do anything well
1: but but it's included in this collection so i want to i want to give it its props for what it's doing in this collection because i read it my immediate response was cool that was neat i'm glad i i did that and then the book started mm-hmm. uh i read one or two like you know, there are blogs of people like like our podcast project. People have like read through the Sandman again and written blogs about it. Right. And I was just uh-huh. like trying to compare notes to make sure I wasn't forgetting anything. And some people don't like that this is included because they feel like they really like that the beginning and end of the Kindly Ones, if you don't have the Vertigo Jam, is the three sisters like doing stuff with Thread. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Bookending it. Yeah coming out of world's end which was everyone in the in in between realities and everybody has their own stories and these own places that have nothing to do like with the plot of the sandman in an explicit way mm-hmm. and then we get that big like cliffhanger like everybody all the magic characters are sad in the sky thing and then i get a little tour of the dreaming mm-hmm. in a from a almost first person perspective it's not quite but that's kind of a neat resonance with what comes up later with uh, mm-hmm. the sisters mm-hmm. and it's just a guy who is dreaming and like instead of having a dream where he does you know has his own thing he like f- just like wake he doesn't wake up cuz he's still asleep but
0: he just he just gets a tour of the castle, and he meets some of the characters. He meets yeah. Dream. He meets the Pumpkinhead. He meets Lucian. He, uh, meets he meets Lucian. He meets Matthew. The, the Kane Raven is there. Cain
1: and Abel, yes, are there. Um is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was like this nice. Oh yeah, these are these are not our heroes, but like these are our people. And this is yeah. our place,
0: and, they're, and they're, they are people who you'll spend a lot of time with in, in this issue. For, for me, the, just the only thing I was thinking the entire time I was reading this Vertigo jam is that this is like the only Sandman thing where the lettering is not done by Todd Klein. I was and when so you mentioned still, when like he messaged he that still, to me. I was like,
1: which one was that? Okay, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's still riffing on the like you know the speech bubbles and everything are still pretty well established. Like he's f- sort of following that convention, but. Talline did all the original Sandman stuff. he's done all of the like reunion Sandman stuff since it's very strange to read any of these characters, sure, speaking with letters that look slightly different <laughs> and it threw me for a loop.
1: and I think that's a good segue to the rest of the collection, which are all the the ink is done by Mark Hempel, who I don't he, he's he's done other stuff, but like this is his like one of his big achievements. Um, so save for like one issue, right? Oh, there's a few issues. I he's think.
0: the, he's the penciler on, the on penciler, almost sorry, all excuse of me. it yeah. and the inker on some of it.
1: Yeah. Excuse me. I, I used the wrong term. Yeah, I meant on. to say the penciler. On, which, it, I, I want to be a nerd so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just changes the tone of most of it. It, like mean? well I, I don't know it, it makes things feel a little more surreal doesn't feel like quite the word because there, we've already had a lot of surreal stuff but there's a heaviness to his visual style yeah that i don't know it's 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 not like ooh dreamy it's like there's, f- yeah
0: there, there's a stained I, I glass find... dreamy
1: is like one word i would use for it <laughs> i i find that the like
0: i like it by it, the way, it, but. it is a very it's a very dis- distinctive style i think but i i also think it is trying it's not trying to be as out there as some of the art that we've seen in some of the other issues sure. like it's i think that these as the characters appear in these issues is like pretty close to what you would think of as their like canonical, like on model appearances. I think I I also, he also does a thing that I like that some other artists who do comics work that I, that I read do where like, if you get up close to somebody's face, there's a lot of detail in there. And then if you zoom out from their face, it's just like two dots and a line, like for eyes and a smile, but still very like communicating a lot with those, with that very simple sort of representation of what a face is
1: <laughs> i i was careful in reading about it because i don't want i'm i'm sure that like any spoilers for the wake aren't hugely substantial but i was just trying to be careful but like it did not take me long to find dueling reddit threads of like i came around on mark hempel's art i love it mm-hmm. and what was game and smoking when he hired mark hempel <laughs> well probably hemp but there are some
0: moments like you, there's some you get you get a lot of loki in these issues right loki yes. the trickster god he's yep. back from from a few books ago and he plays a pretty pivotal role the loki in here pretty pretty much just the joker he's kind of just the he's, he's kind of twisted yeah he's kind of just the joker and i could see why <laughs> and and everybody is sort of is, is sort of like that in in so far as their features are very exaggerated like i i I could see why it would be not for some people i guess but
1: yeah and and also like if you are reading it in sequence and you're like oh i'm so excited to get to this like culminating book and it is a brand new artist which Mm -hmm. i I don't think it takes you to an entirely different universe but it struck me right away as being very different Mm -hmm. um and if you're just like, well, I, I don't feel comfortable right now. Um, mm-hmm. The there's a few other issues. Like issue six is Glenn Dillon, Charles Vest, and Dean Ormston. That is the one that has those like three old ladies in the nursing home telling stories. Oh uh, yeah,
0: more more people sitting around telling stories. Classic gaming.
1: Yeah, and then Teddy Christensen does some in issue eight which i'm trying to remember what exactly that is i'm flipping through the book in front of me right now and oh, i don't remember 64, 64, oh there's some more is. what is going on in this one oh there's a lot more de- there's a different delirium stuff going on it's an interesting design huh oh Why yeah it's it like this? that
0: one is that one is um it's like it zooms out a little bit to give you like everything that happens in a week to Morpheus and around like Thursday ish, you catch up to where the story had been at that point.
1: <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. OK. And there's like a there's like an interesting rendering of the Corinthian because he's back in that. one. Oh, too. yeah, he's back. Um,
0: he's been re- he's been recreated. Um. You, you'll remember the Corinthian in the doll's house, I think, was the, the big he was a, bad. He was he an was actual
1: in, bad guy.
0: He was, a bad, he was a bad guy. He was a dream who, in Morpheus's absence when he was trapped, went out into the real world and started just like for real terrorizing people in real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Morpheus was like, we can't have this. I got to unmake you. And now he's returning to a theme, as he says. And recreating the Corinthian as a dark mirror to humanity. Uh Corinthian, if you'll remember, is a guy with like the white hair and he has teeth eyes. Yeah, and he,
1: like, and he still eats has your te- eyes.
0: He still, yeah, he still has teeth eyes. He still wants to eat your eyes. Like don't give don't get me, get me wrong, the Corinthian's not suddenly like a cool dude.
1: <laughs> no. He doesn't like just play the guitar. And like jam with you.
0: No, but he's more of a, a loyalist to Morpheus in, in this, I guess,
1: because he's yeah. been recreated. Yeah. yeah.
0: He needs some of the memories of his past, like, unlife.
1: But, but yeah. So, again, like, I think we covered where we left off. There was a reality storm. Somebody's dead or going to die.
0: Everybody saw a very gloomy procession.
1: Yeah. Outside of the, outside of the, the story hotel. And this book opens up with the three sisters who we met as like, I think at the close of our last episode, Andrew, I tried to draw a distinction between the Furies and the Fates. Mm -hmm. And I think we got a little crosstalk on it because Game, and I was reading about this, like I was comparing it to Percy Jackson where they are, where they do maintain the difference from Greek myth because they are three different, they're like six different ladies i don't know what if they're goddesses or what they are uh but there's three fates there's three furies and gaiman is like nah there's just three ladies and every instance of three ladies in myth and history are the same ladies mm-hmm. if it's you know arthurian legend if it's greek myth if it's greek myth again they're all the same ladies yeah there's just three ladies how
0: many groups of three ladies do you need really do you yeah need- <laughs>
1: uh and so So
0: these books are all about how people can just have like different aspects of what they are who's to say they aren't the same ladies yeah it's a cool way i think you i think you had said fates to refer to them and it's just not it's not how they're ever i don't think directly referred to
1: in these they're not what is these pages what is tricky is that they do what the fates do which is they do that thing where they cut the string and they they're weaving the string and that's that's what's happening here and that is not what the furies do so like Mm -hmm. i was confused That he would, I didn't know that he was stacking them on top of each other like that. Sure. Um, But yeah, they're the ones who, and because you have Destiny with his book, which is also kind of what the fate. (laughs) Anyway, they're dealing with their string. They're talking about Morpheus. They're getting ready. Mm -hmm. But then we cut over to uh, Light a Hall andrew refresh us on who light hall is what her what her deal is another
0: i believe doll's house introduction where she was the one she was the one who was pregnant and married to like goofy 70s sandman (laughs) and she was pregnant in the dreaming for like two years and then was released and dream was like hey your kid's mine see you later correct like i'm not gonna take him now but like he i yeah he's he's mine he'd gestated in the dreaming for a long long time i'll be i'll be back for him
1: and did we maybe see her we've seen daniel we we've seen yeah we there
0: daniel showed up in another one of the the many ones that's just yeah. like people sitting around and telling stories to each other it was the one with uh like morphe like dream and death babies that was in kane yes, and abel's house and they're all right. telling uh, stories oh <laughs> that was the
1: one where like Cain doesn't stutter when he tells cool stories or yeah. no abel yeah. doesn't which one's the nice one uh Cain slew abel oh abel doesn't study stutter when he tells cool stories which i yeah. th- think is a nice note yeah um
0: so yeah and, and Lida was in that as like a the bookend to what to what daniel was doing but yeah sure. she's, she's back she's like her life's It's been, what, maybe like four or five years total since the beginning of the, since since Morpheus got out of his little prison, something like that.
1: that, Daniel seems pretty little. Well, he's he's said to be like two or three,
0: and I'm not sure how long, I don't remember how long after the doll's house that. uh, Sure, 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 sure. Actually, you know, uh, doesn't. uh, uh, Rose Walker talks about it having been like three years. That sounds right since yeah. what happened in the sure. doll's house. So it's okay. it's maybe been four or five years total since the the very beginning of the book. Um, and she's like since she's been back in the waking world and she's had Daniel, she hasn't really been going out or seeing anybody or doing anything. She's just been, I think, partly because she is sort of consumed with this promise that Morpheus has made to to come back and grab her son from her. Um, she seems to have a hard time with Daniel sometimes. Yeah. As we all do with with children. hmm <laughs> When they like sleep in the bed and they get sand in the bed for some reason. It's just like I know this isn't your fault, but I am frustrated that there's sand in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is she is one of her friends has like talked her into going out to try and get a job with with somebody. And she has Left Daniel home for like a night and suddenly in the middle of this job interview she gets this premonition that something has happened to Daniel and she rushes back home and Daniel is not there and this is sort of the inciting incident for the entire book like we do get a little bit in the dreaming so the thing that I... So the I think the Vertigo Jam thing kind of is is maybe a little redundant even in, in this book. I kind of maybe might like it a little better without it too, both because of the bookend and because most of issue one is just like Matthew flying through the book and like visiting with all the important people in the Dreaming that we're going to spend time with later in the book. Like he he's flying around looking for Morpheus, he talks with Lucian for a little bit, he talks with... Uh, Pumpkinhead for a little bit. I think he might talk with Nuala for a he little does. bit. Like he kind of hits fair everybody fair who's Fair point. Fair
1: point. Um, I don't agree, but fair point. Fair point. Well, fair mean,
0: point. I mean, I, they, they both create a vibe of you know just checking in so that everybody has a really I- good idea of what the status quo and the dreaming is before we blow it
1: up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we've got to meet um, a bunch of. We've got to like let's let's see a bunch of characters that we've developed feelings for or relationships with because the status of those characters is going to change. Yeah. Uh, but as we as we are heading into this book, um
0: Dream has if, if you go back to before World's End, like yep. the last time we were in like the main, Brief narrative, yes. Um, was the one where Dream kills Orpheus. Yes. Correct. Like yes. He's killed he's killed
1: his son. Well, it's the it's the whole confrontation with destruction. How could you walk away from your thing? Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Oh, even even us, the endless have some some sort of some some sort of end to our existence and also I should probably kill my son and relieve him of what yeah, he's been Yeah I I
0: feel bad about not killing my son
1: when he asked me to kill him. Yeah. Weird.
0: Even though he was kind of being a little baby jerk
1: at the time. Yeah, well or that's orpheus's thing i like that's i feel I like, like greek, orpheus from greek. myth but that is his thing
0: greek sons what is it about these these people like orpheus telemachus they're just little, wh- they're just little whiny babies <laughs> just get it over
1: it snowflakes note to everyone in greek myth don't have a son well don't they have a bad just son you can have a good son i guess just Are the there sons good we ones? know about or no
0: good i mean odysseus is kind of a son right we meet his dad
1: um who is and his dad's
0: who? also gets strong and gets all oily and kills a bunch of
1: suitors? who is neoptolemus's dad i don't know he's neoptolemus he that's my favorite,
0: favorite ice cream though that's the kind with the chocolate strawberry vanilla right oh he's achilles son and mm-hmm. yeah he tastes like strawberry <laughs> and chocolate and vanilla
1: yeah at the same time if you scoop it right <laughs> um, He's okay I like Neoptolemus fine Anyway
0: But the, the status quo In The Dreaming Is that it's all It's just a like Grey skies Like maybe it's gonna rain Maybe it's not It's like the most Irritating weather To plan for And it represents A sort of tension That all the characters Who live in The Dreaming Are feel, feeling Yes Like yes. Morpheus is Is feeling pretty heavy About having Killed his son And I think You know Knowing what the we The next thing learned, he does Is remake
1: the Corinthian
0: Yeah Knowing what we learn later I think he is he kind of suspects maybe what is coming and is just like not feeling great about it. But yeah, yeah, everybody is like, man, you seem pretty down. I I know you usually get down when you like break up with somebody like a human person who you've fallen in love with and then she can't love you the way you want because you're an eternal like God and they're just a person (laughs) and then you break up and then everything's rainy for a while. But this is this like that, but it's a little different. Yeah. So so that's kind of the established mood of Morpheus the Dream King. Yes. Then we have Light a Hall and Daniel gets stolen. That's kinda of, that's the inciting incident. And then yep. what is the thing that happened what what happens next after Daniel gets taken? Daniel I know we meet the we meet taken. the the weird Joker cops the who joker cop and pretend to take statements oh, from everybody th- um
1: so so like that keeps that plot moving the other main plot that kicks off is um clerican comes to the dreaming the fairy guy
0: the fairy the fairy lush um, everybody's favorite fairy lush
1: who during that whole ex- like book where morpheus was going to sell the keys to hell or whatever um cleric and left nuala there as a gift yeah. from yeah. titania and he was also
0: in he was in the world's end yes hotel he well, was very much so. and so we even though the world's end he's the through issue, line there yeah yeah even though the world's end issue ended with like this vision of this procession um it's clear that this book is taking place after everything that happened in, in world's end so that because he can, yes yeah.
1: Because he says he's like he told Titania or he tells the fairy, Titania the over, fairy queen, yeah over the course of this book mm-hmm. about his vision, um and so I think that's the he's going to go
0: I believe he tells her off screen and she sends him to, to go get Nuala. the dreaming to yeah. get Nuala. yes that's the there's a cool sequence. bit where
1: he just barfs up a deer. <laughs>
0: And I guess it's his nemesis. It's his nemesis now? It's the one weird thread in this that never gets pulled. Not in, at all. In this book is like Cleric in the weird fairy lush wanders into a room of like white mist that represents like pure dream stuff.
1: <laughs> he wasn't supposed to leave whatever like hallway he, wasn't he was not supposed to in. leave the path, which
0: yeah. we'll come back to later because the dragon guard, like the door guardian refer, refers to the don't stray from the path thing in like a... Sit cool way, cool, later. cool, cool. Um, but <laughs> he strays from the path, his throat itches, and he pulls out this big, like, stag that then charges at him and then dissolves. And Nuwa is like, You idiot, you just made your nemesis, you stupid dumb, <laughs>
1: you moron. I guess the other thing, did we mention who was supposed to, who was babysitting? Daniel was Rose, Rose Walker was. Yeah, it was Rose. Because we're gonna get who is, a whole Rose Walker plot here too. yes Yeah,
0: who uh was living who again the doll's house, Rose Walker. Yep. Um, the th- who was the granddaughter of Unity Kincaid, who was the woman who
1: went to sleep and didn't wake up. And got impregnated by delirium. Uh by desire. Oh, desire, excuse me. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes,
0: yes. I mean, I don't I don't know if delirium has any progeny anywhere but ooh, that would be there'd be some wild kids at you're
1: death. you are correct yes
0: because we'd meet delirium in this in this book and she is like turned into what like 111 rainbow fishes or something because delirium she wasn't rules yeah <laughs> there are a lot of good uh, delirium delirium is this that it, I have.
1: like a lot of the endless delirium is a great case study in uh effective screen time leading to like really good feeling like don't she like most of them they do not overstay their welcome you see her and it's like if a whole book was like this it'd be a lot
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and gaming you know for a big sprawling text like this if you zoom in there's a lot of really impressive restraint Um, Mm uh anyway so okay we're we're moving on the Daniel thing. They're...
0: Yeah, I'm just my I think my favorite delirium beat in this comes much later. I wanted to talk about oh, yeah. it, but we have we have to we have to know
1: too oh, much boy. that we haven't talked about yet to, to get there. The so the main thing with the and plot is he has come to get his sister back. She was a gift from Titania, so a
0: gift slash bribe slash question mark. Yeah. Nobody's quite sure what the purpose
1: of leaving here or her here was. Um and so Morpheus is like and they, he's kind of like, okay, I guess if you want to leave, and she's not even sure she wants to leave, mm-hmm. but she kind of doesn't want to leave. Like she likes Morpheus. Of,
0: it, she likes Morpheus. She feels like at least she does something in the dreaming where everybody in the realm of fairy is just kind of drinking and gadding about all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then the, the one other thing we haven't we we. I'd skipped over that we need to just re- remember for later is when um when Lida goes for that job interview she is in a bar called the Lux yes which is like the bar that like Lucifer owns with that his, was a- with his like handmaiden slash yeah side piece <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think this is the part of the, the Sandman mythology that does make it through intact to the Fox crime drama Lucifer. Oh
1: neat. Okay. I
0: think the Lux is part of the lore there. Um I was having trouble. Yeah, he's trouble... he's just like playing he's playing piano in the in this bar.
1: I was having trouble tracking that throughout because it is one of the subplots that doesn't bubble up all the way to the top. Like mm-hmm. Morpheus doesn't wind up in the club. Delirium does. But yeah. um, so I was just kind of like, OK, that's just that's interesting. That's I do like Lucifer. So it's fun to mm-hmm. see him. Um, yeah, It's nice to see him. But so Morpheus is going to let uh, Nuala go mm-hmm. because Clerican is being very pushy.
0: Yes. And for her service, he gives her a little crystal.
1: Yep. Uh, that she
0: puts around her neck and he says, you can call me with this anytime and I'll give you one boon. And what's what could possibly go wrong?
1: Nothing, <laughs> nothing, could nothing at all. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Like this, I do. We'll flag this right here. Like, like a traditional book, this collection has like a thing happens in the beginning, and it's gonna happen, and it's gonna impact the end. And when it does show up, it is delivered in such a way. They're like, oh no, that thing! Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Anyway, um, part three. We see some bad guys. Um, we see
0: Loki, and then some like lesser like puck guy from fairy called Robin Goodfellow, who okay. I who we've seen before, but I don't really remember or so, care about. They look way too
1: similar, <laughs> so it is kind of confusing the art there. Mm-hmm. Puck is a is the fairy from Midsummer Night's Dream. If you don't, uh-huh. if you do not recall, Whatever. so like I mean,
0: I know he was in the Sandman Midsummer oh Night's Dream, but.
1: The the thing about him being and Titania and Oberon are from The Midsummer Night's Dream. So when they come in to watch the play that Morpheus has inspired Shakespeare to write about them. Uh-huh. He's borrowing all those characters from wherever Shakespeare got them from. Uh-huh. That's why it's cool that they're in here.
0: Sure. I believe I I I'm sure you think it's cool. <laughs> anyway this is just a guy who looks too much like loki and i think they should have picked somebody who looked different the
1: thing about the well and the thing about this puck is he is way more malevolent than shakespeare's puck and i think that was a thing that puck said back in that issue too
0: yeah he's not he's not uh, yeah the i think puck as we understand a puckish figure now is more interested in mischief and less in throwing uh, toddlers into fireplaces <laughs> which is
1: what they do there's a there's a lot of visual nods to thread yeah. and to daniel playing with thread but daniel uh is in danger it's yeah not
0: they, these are the these are the guys who took daniel
1: yeah mm-hmm. there's literally a, a a giant panel of them putting him into a fireplace it sucks yeah. not good not it's good not for him. it's
0: not great um but light a hall i believe we already know at this point because of the way that Dream was like, hey, I'm gonna take your son at some point, does think that Dream did it. Does think that yep. only Dream could
1: possibly have done it. Yep,
0: yep, yep. Yeah. Um
1: then we spent some time with Hob Gadling.
0: Yeah. He said that somebody died. Again. Yeah. Well I mean not like a different person died the first time not the same one person died another time yeah yeah well he's But just like it's just like i'm 600 years old and i and you know i've loved people but i i loved you and i'm sad that you're dead
1: so dream is gonna go see him while that's happening we get this like brief interlude of the the various endless um the main thing is that desire has sealed itself off right
0: Desire's done that. Uh, destiny is seeing multiple destinies That's walking right. around, which yep.
1: seems which seems
0: weird and bad. Um despair uh just kind of sits in a room, which is all despair ever does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, delirium. It was then that delirium noticed that she had absentmindedly transformed into a hundred and eleven perfect tiny multicolored fish. Each fish sang a different song. As she put herself back together again, unable for the moment to remember whether the silver flex went into the blue eye or the green one, she decided that a dog would be a nice thing to have. <laughs> Hmm. And then she remembers that she did have a dog, and so she goes off to find her dog, and the, Tra- trailing occasional fish. It's
1: oh a- yes, and that's the dog that Destruction used to have. Mm-hmm. Um. And the conversation with Dream and Gadling is mostly about the like concept of revenge, because Gadling is like upset about this woman who died because it was mm-hmm. like a car accident or something, and Morpheus is like I don't know about revenge, generally.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems it's not ideal <laughs> for revenge. Uh
1: and then he just kind of leaves. Mm-hmm. And Gadling oh, that's right. Gad oh, the art here is pretty good, I will say, mm-hmm. when Gadling is like it's in this like snowy village. Yeah,
0: it's very snowy.
1: And people are kind of like their their images are being taken over by the snow, which is really well done. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like, "Listen, uh, Lord of Dream, uh, I know people kind of start to smell when they die, and I when they're gonna die, I know this because I'm hundreds of years old, and like you got the stink bud mm-hmm. careful, yeah,
0: and Morpheus is like, all right, I will be careful uh here is where here's where starts Lida's true descent into madness where yep. she's kind of losing it because Daniel's disappeared. Um is alienating the couple of people that she does know and just kind of like wanders off, kind of unable to sleep. Um, this is after these the uh, Loki and Robin Goodfellow disguises as these two detectives come back and show her a picture of a charred infant. And yep. she's then they're like, Yeah, Daniel died.
1: And so she blames and, Dream.
0: Yes. Yeah, so at that point she totally loses it. Um and the art, the art is very good through this section too. it. Like, you know, it, it gets more uh, distorted and unrealistic as uh, light as mental state kind of. deteriorates.
1: Yeah, I would say it's kind of like it's yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of like Picasso, like kind of canted angles. I don't even want to cite specific artists because I'll probably get it wrong. But it's yeah, a lot of we are, like we aren't artists. We're just guys. We're just It's a, guys. It's a lot We're of gonna... like off-kilter diagonals, a lot of really sharp jagged lines. Um almost become like becoming paintings. You know, vaguely esque kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um that she is just like yeah, she's really not well now.
0: And then the next issue that kind of continues, like there's a little bit of Lucifer stuff. I don't think we need to go blow by blow because like you said, the, the Lucifer thing is all kind of happening in the background of can this I, and is not, does not quite come up to the foreground. Can I
1: also flag the Rose Walker plot in that way too? Like I did not, I there are places in the Rose Walker plot that like bump up against what is happening to Morpheus, but it never fully came full circle for me and maybe it will... Other than the the guy at the end who wakes up. But that's not even Rose. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I guess I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I think I, Rose Walker was more... Well, I, mean, I guess Lucifer had a prominent role in a couple of issues, but...
1: I think Rose Walker occupies a bigger spot in the larger mythos. Yeah. Um, but I, I sim- given the weight of the other things happening in this collection, I was like,
0: what? Is this is going somewhere.
1: It it the part where she falls later falls asleep and talks to Desire briefly. I was like, okay, that's cool. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can kind of yada yada this Lucifer stuff because yeah, it's mostly then, about Lyda Hall.
0: Yeah, and then Lyda just continues. She we see a few scenes of her talking with some kind of fantastical creatures about what happened, and then we get brief flashes to reality, and then like so she's talking to like a cat person. And then we'd flash to reality, and there's just like a cat in an alleyway. Um, she talks she's to looking. She's looking for the Furies because she wants revenge on Morpheus, now, who she thinks killed her son.
1: They, and they reference her having been Fury, like a superhero. Yeah, the Fury, which is a DC character. I went down mm-hmm. this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think we talked about when we talked about her husband being one like named one of the weird sandmans at some point but um i don't think we talked about so she had a debut in like an old wonder woman comic because her backstory originally was that she was the daughter of wonder woman and steve trevor but then there was a crisis on infinite earths i don't know if you've heard about this andrew i've heard about this crisis But it was very big. It was infinite, in fact. And I think Wonder Woman ceased to exist. So they gave her a different (laughs) backstory. And her mom became Helena Cosmatos, a like, a.k.a. Fury, who was this like Greek Nazi killer or something. And then she inherited her mom's mantle, um, which is where she gets the lineage to whatever version of the fate slash furies that Gaiman is borrowing from DC writ large here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So like the lit what I mostly want to flag, like I, I did not know before I started researching it after reading that Gaiman is like still finding a way to play around with comics history in his like big opus about the nature of existence. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess Matthew is like a reincarnated character from like some swamp thing comic or something. Like Heck it all yeah. goes, it all goes deeper down yes. than than we have been going, which is fine. I don't feel like I need to go into those waters because I would rather talk about Sandman than Swamp. Thing.
1: Yeah, sure, <laughs> but here we are. So this <laughs> and this issue is when she meets the. It kicks off the Rose Walker stuff. She meets the Gorgons. Lyda does. Lyda does. Um... And, and they're like, hey,
0: you want to stay around and be our sister with snakes in your hair? And she's like, no, not really, but I guess I'll sleep here for a couple nights and get some snakes in my hair.
1: Yes. <laughs> and then it ends with Morpheus finishing off the Corinthian, which no one in the dreaming is excited about. Everyone no, is really skeptical. because everything ended kind
0: of bad with the Corinthian before. <laughs> Um, and it's I, I'm curious how the TV show is going to handle it. Even though I'd be astounded if this TV show gets a third season. Yeah, but um, the Corinthian is being set up as much more of like a a big big bad than huh. just like a one issue villain. I'm, I'm I don't know. We'll see was he fully
1: vanquished in the first season of the show? No. no oh no, no. boy. Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: And he's like you didn't even see a lot of Corinthian in the first issue, like the first book of Sandman. Like he was mostly a self contained. Thing yep. in the in the second book. in Doll's house, yeah, yeah, yeah in Doll's house. But in the in the show, like right from the beginning, he's kind of a, a malevolent presence. So yeah, we'll see what they end up doing. Yeah, TV's um, weird. TV's weird. Uh, so okay, yeah, the Corinthians back. He's got he's still got his teeth eyes. It's still creepy. Still good effect though. Still like it.
1: Love that, that Jack o' Lantern Merv, Merv does not care for. I may I eye, eyeball teeth.
0: He doesn't like eyeball teeth. Merv is just the the guy that you know who always wants to complain about his boss, but always when his boss is not like in the room to <laughs> to, yep. to be complained about. Um so yeah, we do this Lyda uh Gorgon thing for a while. And then Rose is visiting Zelda. Who's one of the the two like she, she, so there were two sisters who like wore veils and were really into spiders who were in the weird ap- apartment in the doll's house, yeah, with uh Barbie and Ken and, and Rose Walker and Hal and the the entire, the, yes, the entire yes. menage, like the menagerie. <laughs> and, and she was silent the whole time, but now she's talking and she has, she has AIDS. This is what 1990, like mid 90s, mid 90s, yep, yeah, AIDS would, would. It's still a bad thing to have, but it is nowhere near like manageable or live withable in the mid nineties, the way no, it has yeah. become now. And and
1: yeah. you're is tapping into a you know a, much more of a, a lived experience of everyone in that generation. So yeah. Uh, but then I mean I guess it, maybe that and that's I guess maybe that's why it's it's kind of grounded and not connected to Dream as explicitly. Like, it's it's there to be... Rose's arc, I think, is maybe there to be a parallel to the Morpheus stuff as opposed to an intersection. Yeah, yeah. Um, saying goodbye to someone, the ramifications of who that person left behind, um, who does and does not want to say goodbye to them, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which upon a reread i would probably appreciate more but i really wanted to just find out what was happening with morpheus so that's yeah no i fault. think i
0: think you'd appreciate it more on a reread <laughs> i think it it comes across more as, yeah as as a parallel thing and also a you know this is this has a million callbacks to to doll's house in it like it's a way to close the loop on a bunch of characters who we sure fair met enough met in yeah. that issue like it's it's a way to Certainly, I don't think it leavens the the Morpheus stuff it because it's not, it's still pretty heavy in and of itself, but it does like pace it a little bit more. Like, that's a good, one. Like yep, it, yeah. It makes yep. you wait a little bit more in a way that I think ends up being satisfying. Yep. Uh, Dream has resurrected the Corinthian, he gives Corinthian and Matthew a mission. Go find what happened to Daniel.
1: They're yeah, Matthew's not excited about that.
0: Well, Matthew doesn't want to be with the Corinthian because Corinthian's a bad guy. Yep. You kill people, you eat their eyeballs, says Matthew, in response to the Corinthian saying, why don't you like me? Yes, yes, I suppose I do or I will, but that is my nature, isn't it? That's what I am. Do you not eat eyeballs also, Master Raven? Do you not also feast on carrion? So, got you there, I guess.
1: Yep. And then we are hanging out in we we're kind of jumping back and forth between a little bit of Lyda and more of the police stuff with her friend Carla, as well as uh Nuala has made it back to the fairy realm.
0: All the police stuff with Carla, I believe, has has uh hit its conclusion at this Within this, point. this issue. Yeah. Or yeah, within this issue, yeah. Um Yeah, so it's some some Nuala being uh, not happy with being back in fairy stuff. Um, I don't think we really needed to dive into it in any detail beyond that. Uh, Light is still with the gorgons. Finally, leaves them, and then Carla is with the cops trying to find what happened. To these cops who came by and said they were looking for Daniel, and nobody at the police station knows about these these fellers.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, th- those. Those cops were Loki and uh, Puck. Yeah, and they kill Carla.
0: Yeah, and some, and this is this is some cool art, like with Loki, oh, yeah. like outlined in black against the fire of the car that he's killed this woman in.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty uh, pretty rough. Um, and he's
0: he's basically like you are, you know, like Rose Walker knows about the weird stuff that's happening. Like Lighted Hall kind of knows about the weird stuff that's happening. Like there there are mortal people who are enmeshed in this family and this universe in, in some way. Carla's is just like some person who's friends with Lida, who's like trying to help her and Loki is like, yeah, you, you've been, you've been looking into this the whole time. You have no idea what's going on. You don't know who I am and now you're dead. Sorry.
1: But yeah, so that issue ends with the death of
0: Carla the death of Carla and Loki like getting his motivation for why he's doing anything was like if you'll recall at the end of the like the, the hell key thing. to hell yep. the key to hell sweepstakes that Morpheus ran. <laughs> uh Loki had like he, he had been freed from his prison to like come to this confab and he being the trickster god had tried to trap somebody else so he could be out and about in the world. Uh, Morpheus discovered that this has happened and makes a like a figment, like a dream guy who can sit in Loki's prison and get snake venom dripped in his eyes. And so Loki owes dream something. Yeah. And Loki is upset about it and he refuses to, to owe anybody anything. And so that's why he is that. That is why he is upset at Morpheus. Yeah. It's Cause Morpheus did a nice thing. So why don't
1: I kill this him. kid? Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Loki. I mean, Loki. The point is he, the point of Loki hi, is that he sucks. He high key sucks. It's, there's nothing Loki about it. Yeah, you got to that joke before I did. You're welcome. It's okay. Um, part six kicks off with a lot of. This is the one with Rose going to England. She's visiting the guy who is also caring for Alex Burgess. I bet,
0: I bet. I bet. I bet this issue was torture for you because it's rose walker and there's no morpheus and there's no dream and there's nothing happening and then they get to a story it wasn't torture even where even the art style changes and it's like oh well great if they're doing if they're doing its whole own art style it's gonna be a whole thing where's what's happening to what's happening to Morpheus? no it made it it made it
1: less sticky for me i didn't Uh i didn't not enjoy wait yeah, I didn't not enjoy reading it because there's a part in this story where all the the guy has like spurned his wife, and then all the kids come back as birds, little harpies, and just kill him and kill him. It's a very intense story, and there's also there are three ladies in this old person's home, and that's you know we know what Gaiman likes to do with we three we know ladies. what happens
0: anytime three ladies get together.
1: Yeah. yeah, um, but I was I think I was not prepared to process like what this how this fits in as i was reading it because i knew that i still had more book to go Mm -hmm. and but there is a a really great frame of the eyeballs of the three ladies Mm -hmm. um that feels very reminiscent of the of the weird sisters elsewhere in the collection so um
0: yeah like less like they're all old ladies and the the thing about the Furies as they're normally depicted. It's three like different. One, yeah, yeah. One young blonde hot one. And then one sort of middle-aged school, short school marm one. And then an old one. Yeah. Yeah. Like an old crone one. And this is less like that. But yeah, I don't think it's a mistake that it's three ladies. Nope. Not at all. they are sitting around talking about stuff. Um uh, The big takeaway really from this issue is we just like the same. Um, Rose Walker has gone back to England because Zelda told her that she saw her, her dead grandmother in a dream. Yeah. And her grandmother said, give this message to Rose. Like it's about her heart or whatever. Like it's some, some message that makes it clear that it's actually about like the dreaming and some of this weird stuff that, that Rose has been, Exposed to. she, So she goes all the way back to England. She's hanging around in this home where Unity Kincaid used to live. Mm-hmm. The big takeaway from this is we meet this guy named Mr. McGuire, who is also hanging around this this home. And it turns out that he is in love with this guy who's also been asleep for a long time. And it turns out to be the son of the like evil magician guy who trapped Dream in his big yep. like globe in the first place. Yep um who if you'll recall morpheus like punished him by making him like have nightmares just forever <laughs>
1: he has waking <laughs> up nightmares forever mm-hmm. and so he never he, actually wakes up nope not at all yeah um and so yeah that's that one
0: it's a, it's another another thing that happens in this this run of issues that really feel like you know we're we're coming back around to the beginning in a way that we
1: yeah we're name checking things are ending yeah we're name checking stuff from preludes and nocturnes yeah for sure um then we get a check in with thessaly who is from what's the is it game of you is the is the one five
0: it's five or six it's the the weird one with barbie and that in the land game of you yep yes and um
1: thessaly is the witch Who helps them go into the and who loves the moon? Who's a turf, as we've established. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And then off screen, her and Morpheus bang or whatever. And then next time we see Morpheus, I think in the beginning of Brief Lives, yeah, he's
0: sad about a breakup, and I guess this is just about yeah. And this is who
1: it is. Yeah. Um. And so she is out hunting for Lydahall. She's calling herself Larissa. I don't really remember. Why she cottons on to to Lita in the first? Obviously, she's you, keeping you track get, of you Dream, get the, but you
0: get the information later. It's her, like she had made some kind of a deal with the Furies for a couple thousand extra years of of life. Oh yes, yes, and yes. you get the you get the sense that the Furies were like, "Hey, find this this woman's physical form and protect it because it's going to be the thing that is like powering
1: the hurricane of our vengeance." Yep, true. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the other plot that's moving forward is that Morpheus has met Uh, Odin has come by and been like um where's Loki
0: though yeah you freed Loki huh well you know I'm not mad I'm just disappointed and Dream takes it super hard yep that Odin is disappointed in him
1: yeah he seems to really respect Odin actually Mm -hmm. I like Odin's hat I love Odin's whole deal visually there's also a cool like I don't know Dream gets a cool coat with like fire on it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, we've seen a
0: coat not dissimilar from that. Like I think Dream's so, so this recall like there there was some story about remember the the one about um the king of like the
1: Oh, the, the caliphate. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the caliphate and he like and he'd had that orb and he like demanded the dream come to him or he would release all the nightmares in that orb. The, the costume that dream is wearing here briefly looks a lot like that one. I think if you go all the way back to the beginning when dream is like freed to, I think I'd sort of, Hot Wheels flame decal sure. motif is more a part of his whole ensemble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it yeah. kind of falls out of
1: it a little bit later. Yeah, they really lean into just he just wears black. Don't worry it's just about black. it. Yeah, it's just black. This one is cool that well, it's it's he's kind of stunting on Odin because Odin mm-hmm. shows up and he's got really cool like I don't know he looks when um he looks like when um who's the old guy from the Babe the Pig movie uh, Cromwell. Yeah, Cromwell. James it's what, it's Cromwell. like when he shows up on Succession the first time. He's like this mm-hmm. old like bog guy. He's just like made it's like of. When Earth. he shows
0: up in a Starbucks and glues himself to the counter because of...
1: well, James Cromwell <laughs> rules. First, <laughs> of, he might be Odin. Also, um,
0: I would hate to disappoint James Cromwell,
1: the I inventor think, of warp drive. If they have not cast James Cromwell as Odin for this Sandman show, mm, that would be pretty good. Be pretty they, good. anyway. Except from Cochrane himself. While, so that's happening, then there's a brief uh, visit with Delirium and Destiny. The mu- the multiple Destiny thing is still sort of happening.
0: Yeah, and she asks him, you know, what? I'm looking for my dog, and I also look at that statue of Dream. He looks pretty sad. Should I go help? Yep. And Destiny simultaneously tells her to help and not to help, which is. Love it. Yeah,
1: which. What a is cool brother.
0: What's going on with Destiny right now? Thessaly makes a protective ring around light hall and yep. just gonna sit around reading a book uh, yep. while Lida, just keeping light as Lida, alive while she continues to look for the furies and this is the end at the end of this issue she finally finds the furies i mean dream does briefly visit uh gilbert fiddler's green yeah and disappoints him too <laughs> dreams like why am i disappointing everybody today this sucks
1: yeah yeah but the big thing is that she is now awakened Well, because she is coming to them with, I was the Fury. I would like vengeance now. You can help me with my vengeance, right? And they're like,
0: eh. And well, then, then they're like, well, we, we avenge blood, blood stuff. And she's like, well, he killed my son. And they're very carefully like, even if he had killed your son. Which I'm neither going to confirm nor deny. <laughs> we couldn't do anything about that. He would have to have killed one of his own family members, and she leaves and is like, "Oh, okay, thanks for your time." And then they come to the door and are like, "Oh, hey, actually, he did kill his son, so it's cool. Let's let's get some vengeance on."
1: Yeah, it's it's very um, the the play I'm familiar with, but has the Furies in it is Orestes. Um, that also has a similar like you killed someone in your family, mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. But yeah, so they're they're willing to take on not, her like, case. I guess what maybe
0: you got a better sense of this, or like it's in some Shakespeare play that I don't know about, or something. Like I don't a hundred percent understand why if Morpheus killed. Morpheus, and that's what they're mad about why light hall is a necessary catalyst for this at all i guess we could just kind of have to accept that she is i
1: think we kind of have to accept that she is i think and- maybe
0: like maybe the furies can't do anything in and of themselves they have to be like asked by somebody and this is just like a this is just a, a thing this is just a thing that they contractually need before they can start raining vengeance down on morpheus's head but
1: yeah, it's it is unclear why they wouldn't just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And maybe they would do it anyway, but now we have someone who's giving them pretext to do who's it. Who's giving them pretext and who's like knocking on their door. Yeah, it's it is if you zoom out from like a plotting perspective, why did they need her? I don't know that they did. They're the freaking Furies. They can do whatever mm-hmm. they want, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Um so they're gonna do this. Then we get what is happening in eight? Delirium's looking for a dog, more Rose Walker stuff.
0: The main um story progressing stuff in, in this one, uh, which is a a break from the issues we've been reading in pacing a little bit as well as art style. Like this is one of the few in this this book that is done by somebody other than mark hempel um so delirium shows up is like hey i'm looking for my dog also are you okay and dream is like don't worry about it i'm gonna send here i'm gonna send you with a uh what, a small but highly conscientious nightmare to help his sister find her companion and send them on their way
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um rose more rose walker stuff where she uh has sex with the the lawyer lawyer the yeah the lawyer for her like a state mm-hmm. uh some corinthian matthew stuff where they track down Carla's corpse and the corinthian eats her eyes and sees her what you know he sees her last vision which is of Loki blowing up her car
1: um and then we get the furies in the dreaming that's yes. the big
0: thing that's the that's a big thing yeah
1: and the the thing to know if you've never read these and to, you know, enjoy it when you get there is that all of the Fury stuff in the Dreaming is first-person POV? Like, they're in Doom? It's cooler than that. But it's sort of like they're in Doom and they are, like... Every time they are talking to someone, if it's a frame that they are, like, talking in, for the most part, you are if you're seeing anything of them you're seeing shadows of them yeah
0: it's shadows and then they get um their speech bubbles are rectangles with red yeah like fuzz around
1: the borders <laughs> yeah like a thread around the <laughs> like they look like they look
0: mad i don't yeah. know if it looks like a thread to no, me no
1: it, it looks more like looks blood like, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They're, just,
0: um, they're just mad it looks like they're mad
1: but they take uh, out is it the griffin
0: yeah the griffin one of the three uh things that guards the door to dream's castle they're like hey uh king doesn't want you here get out and griffin says run away lady run very fast and the furies are just like hey you are old and you're dying and then the griffin dies and it's very
1: sad it's very sad um it's very upsetting
0: yeah Uh, and then dream says you know let them in they can't do anything The dragon says, I'm honor bound to warn you to stay on the path through the castle. Straying from the path could mean your destruction. You killed my friend, woman. Stray from your path, which is just the. It's very good.
1: It's very funny.
0: Uh, They pass. You see these kitties playing cards as the furies are entering the castle. Why are those kitties playing cards? They're just little dream kitties who are just playing cards.
1: I love these little kitties who are playing these cards. I don't know why they're playing cards. I don't know, but I love it. I'm just noticing it just now. It's very cute. Uh, and that's kind of like where this one, we had a little bit more Corinthian, a little bit more Rose, um, and then it ends on, uh, and on Sunday they held the first funeral, and there is an empty grave that presumably the griffin is going into. The
0: griffin is going in, yeah.
1: Well, maybe not empty, but a, a freshly dug grave that the griffin is going into. Um, but you flagged the thing where like, Morpheus is there so ostensibly things will be okay
0: yeah but he's also not being super like active or no. striking out against the furies that he just checks in with Corinthian and Matthew and I was like hey have you found This kid yet because this lady is really Mad at me (laughs) (laughs) for no reason
1: (laughs) Well when they come through the door He's like oh light a hall come in And they're like we're more than light a hall We're the furies Mm -hmm. and then There's like a you know picture in your Brain that like hard guitar Plays or something you know Rock and solo or something yeah Rock and solo uh
0: Hans cousin Hans cool Cousin rock and solo
1: Uh so th- he was also alone. That's why he took the name. Um, mm-hmm. So then the next issue kicks off with more Rose stuff, and Rose is going down to this cellar, and it is the place where Dream was kept. Yeah, in the first book for mm-hmm. sixty years, mm-hmm. and she falls asleep there, and meets Desire. Yeah, and Desire's like, "Hey, I'm your grandparent."
0: And, like, to to the extent that Rose is is tied into into this, it's, like, what Desire was trying to do in the Doll's House issue, I think, was to get Dream to kill Rose Walker so that it would set off exactly what is happening now. Like, trying to get Dream to spill family blood.
1: Yeah, so there's a version of this story where Rose has not, you know, has died, or Rose is a different path in destiny's garden i suppose is is one way to think about it mm-hmm. um but also interesting that rose meets uh grandparent desire after having that like weird fling with the lawyer and being like really pissed about or or is going to be really pissed i don't remember what the sequence is but like is not happy with that that aspect of her yeah, life
0: yeah is, is not happy with that aspect of her life
1: yeah um and that's kind of it like that doesn't I don't know that we see desire again in this whole collection, but it's a fun little thing.
0: Yeah, to the to the extent that we can elide over everything, I think we're going to elide over a lot of the the nitty gritty of the road stuff, just because it's not as it's not it does not feel as big as the rest of it. Um, Corinthian yes, and
1: Matthew find
0: Daniel, right? Yeah, they find Daniel. Um, something is pulling Matthew back to the dreaming. He doesn't that's really right. That's right um but uh yeah corinthian and matthew find daniel and
1: loki and puck
0: yes and but and while this is all happening um the furies are going through the dreaming and they're just starting to kill people yeah and they don't kill everybody they're they'd skip over some people who they decide not to kill first including uh cain and eve yeah but they kill some animals in Fiddler's Green, and then they kill Gilbert, and he's like, "Well, I wish you hadn't done that."
1: <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Yeah,
0: and it just seems like things are bad. Things are happening in the dreaming while Dream just kind of sits and waits. The
1: Corinthians Matthew's did pull out, yeah. Yeah, pull, back, pull out Loki's eyes, also, and eat them. Loki's eyes. It's cool.
0: It's like if you ever eat the eyes of a god. I'm gonna do it. This feels cool. <laughs>
1: How do we feel about the Corinthian, Andrew? I like. I think the Corinthian's cool. Now, you like him that he's
0: been remade. I think he's neat, and I think he and Matthew do a good like buddy cop. I do. They, like, hate e- they hate each other, but they have to work together, kind of thing. Kind of tips.
1: Tips. Hat tip to Gaiman for pulling off a second like Matthew buddy cop experience because Matthew mm-hmm. was part of the other buddy cop experience with Delirium and Dream, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it works again.
0: There's. A uh, there is a series of comics that ran after the Sandman called The Dreaming. Yeah, uh, that had Gaiman's blessing, but other than that, really had nothing to do with him. And he immediately retconned everything in it. Oh, as cool! As soon okay. as he came back Good to the, the series himself, <laughs> so I don't think I, I don't think the reputation of it is is great, but it is the continuing story of these characters. And I think Matthew and the Corinthian get teamed up a, again, a bunch in those. And it's a, it's almost enough to make me want to try it, but they're a good. pair. Probably. And I probably, I'd only be disappointed Yeah. I in general. We'll, we'll talk about this more in the wake episode, I think, because that's also going to be sort of denouement for the, yeah, for, the for our experience yeah. with the series. I just think any, any revisitation of this material that anybody has ever tried has only been disappointing. And I have some mm. theories about why that is. But Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, because I've read none of it. So you can tell me how you feel. Yeah. Um, Dream visits Thessaly briefly. We get some clarification on their relationship.
0: And also why Thessaly is protecting the body of Lyda Hall. Because yeah. Morpheus has come and is like, fine, I don't want to, but I'll kill her because she's messing stuff up in the Dreaming. Yeah. And Thessaly's like, well, haha, ha, you can't. And then Dream uh leaves and then blows up all the windows in her little apartment. <laughs> Do you think that
1: this might be an explanation to what you just what you asked earlier, Andrew? Do they need to enter through her dream?
0: Oh, maybe. Possibly.
1: Maybe that's kind of what it is. Maybe. Because they if they just walked in on their own, he could just be like, nah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um. But yeah. So God and what is up with all the what is up with all the ravens, Andrew? Why are all the ravens
0: all the ravens are showing up? Like, it, it, there's a isn't there a thing about ravens like showing up where there's ba- about to be a battle? Like as a sort of oh, prelude to the that. battle, yes. almost. Yeah, yes,
1: they talk about that. Where like there there's going to be corpses to eat.
0: Yeah, because usually the the dreaming, as Matthew has said, is a one raven at a time sort of gig. mm Hmm but suddenly all these other Ravens are showing up here and Matthew himself has been pulled back here against his will.
1: Um, 10 opens up with the Corinthian finishing off.
0: Well, so 9, this issue ends with the Corinthian pulling the string down and getting Matthew back. Yes. After he's eaten Getting Daniel back. And, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, Dan, Daniel back, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, but then it opens with him, with Puck running away, back to Ferry, and we're going to close the book on loki here i think right because odin and thor are going to show up and they're going to take him into the earth and strap him back and strap loki back up and punish him forever yeah
0: they take loki back he's he's getting the punishment that he deserves for doing all this bad stuff so i guess good for him Uh, the Furies kill Abel, which Cain is very upset about later on. He's like, I have a contract. He's he only, only I can do it. Only I can kill him. They aren't even family to him. How do, What right do they have to kill him? <laughs> uh, and then this is where we get to, we get another little bit of fairy, like Clerican is here. Uh, Nuala is just wandering around without any of her glamour on and is scandalizing everybody. Uh, Clerican puts some... Glamor back on her to get her out of trouble. But she's like, listen, this this life does not do anything for me anymore. I kind of want to go back. I kind of want to leave and go back to the dreaming.
1: Yeah, it's this depiction of the fairy like culture as this like superficial. We can use magic to be hot and be happy. And she's like, no, I've had real emotions. And like, this isn't how I look all the time. And I'd rather just be who I am all the time instead, and her mm-hmm. brother, and like Titani doesn't like it. Her brother casts the, the glamour on her to make her look like better, and she kind of hates it. Um, and that's going to spur her towards uh, calling dream, which yeah. is which is set up earlier.
0: The Furies continue their rampage through the dreaming. This is the part where we get the coolest start in the entire series. I,
1: was, yeah, I thought you might like this. Yeah. Which
0: is Merv, the pumpkin head, smoking his cigar and the smoke's coming out of his eyes. And he was also
1: holding a big machine gun.
0: Going full Rambo. Me, lady, I'm your worst nightmare. A pumpkin with a gun.
1: Well, and then they say, we are the kindly ones. We are the Eumenides. And he says, yeah, well, Eumenides this. <laughs>
0: and then he dies, unfortunately. But...
1: Yeah, he tries to shoot them with bullets, and the, the bullets go back at him, and he dies. Yeah. Um, and Dream is you know, learning of how terrible all of this is, while Nuala... At this point,
0: yeah, Lucian's kind of yelling at him, being like, "What are you? why are you just sitting here? What are you doing? And Dream is like, listen, as long as I stay here, it's going to be fine.
1: Yes, he can remake all of it. Mm-hmm. Um and so cut right back to Nuala who is like uh,
0: I was going to remove the mortal woman yep. Lyta Hall. She is what powers this aspect of the Furies. So I guess sure. that's that's what we get sure, sure, by sure. way of explanation.
1: Um and Nuala is like I hate this. I am going to She bumps into Delirium briefly who's looking for her dog. Mhm. Um then we check we meet out the
0: the Borgol rantipole which is the name of the little nightmare that yeah <laughs> dream center out with i like the Borgol rantipole he doesn't really do anything but he's funny
1: quick scene of rose on a plane headed home and then Nuala uh who is like uh i would i like out of this please she summons dream with her boon mm-hmm. not with her boon but with the little crystal with the the boon crystal and she's like, Hey, uh, do you want anything? Please come. Please,
0: please, 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 please. Can you come? And he's like, this is this is not a good time. Can I, can I not? And she's like, please, can you come? And then she kind of forces the issue. Yep. And now he says, as long as I remain in the dreaming, no real harm can occur. And she says, my Lord, you're no longer in the dreaming. And he says, no, I am not. Oops. Nuala messed it up for everybody.
1: yeah, that's a real like boom and the, like just like a, lo- a lot of
0: a lot of bad stuff has been done by a lot of people, but if you want to find the one event that seems to have been the thing that nobody come come back from, it's Nuala doing that thing in that moment. Yeah, like an extremely inconsequential character from an inconsequential slice of this fictional universe does this thing for well, selfish reasons and then ruins it for everybody.
1: Consequential now yeah hmm I mean we'll get to the scene where uh somebody tells dream that he can't dare blame Nuala on this because he yeah no
0: no no like, I'm not like yeah. I'm I'm not trying to blame Nuala I'm just like man that's that's just it's too bad for her and too bad for everybody
1: sure yes 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 so then Corinthian in, in the 11th issue has brought Daniel back to the dreaming but it is a nightmare town mm-hmm um dream's not there anymore. Nope. They're they're like kind of holed up in the castle. Uh, because that might be the safest place. And Dream is gonna he finally makes his way back there, but for a period of time he's hanging out with Nawala for a while, and she's like, Could you love me? Like, could it's that like, be I your boon?
0: And he's like, I can't, that's not I can't get, just get that. That's not how boons work. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it
1: um And he's like, I really have to go home. And he's not even saying that he's gonna. I mean, he's like talking about Orpheus and having killed him, and he's like, kind of. You get the sense he knows what's going to happen, mm-hmm. um and that he thinks he has changed, and that it has caused things. uh But he cannot stay here with her, which is what she would have asked him for. Yeah. Um,
0: More rose stuff. Zelda's her friend died, died while she was on the plane, which is sad. Yeah. That's very sad. Back with the <laughs> Back in the dreaming with the Corinthian and, and gang, like everybody everybody's here. Daniel's there. He's kind of poking around and getting into stuff that maybe he shouldn't get into.
1: Yeah. there's a great um, there's a great three panel sequence where they give him like a crystal ball and in the second panel, like the, it just goes like a complete just like
0: reacting to him in some way. Yeah, yeah,
1: like it is just pure white like just with lines as opposed to the full art. And Corinthians like maybe we should give him something else to play with.
0: Mm-hmm. no thanks. And then uh, destiny the multiple destiny crisis starts to resolve itself. Yeah. as dream is coming back to the dreaming you get the the idea that a decision has been made that is correct. Yeah, that is uh going to make things end the way they end. He
1: takes a a chariot to a cool train.
0: It turns into a train.
1: It turns into a train. It goes through a train station that only has two of the people. It only has
0: two two guardian statues yeah. above it.
1: And then he's yeah. wearing like a sick double-breasted jacket mm-hmm. with a scarf looking... And his fire cape. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, fire cape is there. Mm-hmm. Looking like a very elaborate Broadway director. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe he's giving off. Um. And he starts to I would I wouldn't even say confront, but he is now dealing with the Furies again directly.
0: He is saying leave.
1: Yeah. They, they s- hurt they hurt
0: him. They like draw blood.
1: Yep, they do. And they reference that Daniel isn't like he's not dead, but he's no longer alive.
0: Yeah, he's not like uh either either Loki or Robin Goodfellow said that they had burned most of the mortality out of him. Cool phrase, which is why they were putting him on the fires.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Lyta tries to rein the fates or the Furies back in, and they are like, nah. "Nah,
0: we're we're kind of on a roll. We're kind of doing something. We don't want to." Um. Yeah. And that, like the, the end of this issue is essentially like light saying, Hey, we don't have to do this. The, the fury saying, yeah, actually we do. And dream getting his weirdo helmet out yep. and preparing to just like go for in for this final confrontation
1: rules and responsibilities. These are the ties that bind us. We do what we do because of who we are. If we did otherwise, we would not be ourselves. I will do what I have to do and I will do what I must. But you also get the sense that, like, when he can, he extends that worldview to other people. Dream mm-hmm. does, mm-hmm. which prevents. I mean, he does. He's not happy about what the Furies are doing, but I, I get the sense that he can extend that worldview to them.
0: And there's there's a lot in these issues, including that conversation between Matthew and the Corinthian that's about like, what is it? What what is your nature, and how yeah. does that? inform whatever your actions are like how yeah. does that
1: yeah um he has this emerald it's one of yeah, the 12 dream he, stones he has this
0: cool emerald it's not as powerful or neat as a ruby but he did make it it's a dream stone he gives it to daniel
1: just to hang out with
0: mm-hmm. he says we've spoken about about him and daniel
1: yeah because matthew's like i don't know man he can't really talk and he's like no nah, we've talked it's fine we talked let's go cool. worry about it uh, uh and he's
0: gonna he's gonna try and go in for this confrontation without Matthew and Matthew's like, hey, I'm gonna go with you because Matthew's been going on this little uh, quest this entire this entire book, really trying to figure out what happened to the other Ravens, like what yeah. the deal
1: was because he knows he's not the first. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and so, like, well, no,
0: the other ones aren't around anymore. So, what happened to them? What's yeah. going to happen to me?
1: Yeah. Um, we hang out at, at the Lux Club with Delirium, and Delirium's gonna meet Lucifer. This right? is my
0: favorite. This is my favorite delirium thing in the whole thing because she's uh, she's turned the Borgel rantipole into a fish and she sh- she's shown up to the club to look for a dog yeah and mazikeen who's been in this in these issues throughout just like not speaking with like a mask on to hide the 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 squishy g- gross half of her face yeah yep yep it's like go away and Delirium says, if you don't let me in, I will turn you into a demon half-faced waitress nightclub lady with a crush on her boss, and I'll make it so you've been that from the beginning of time to now, and you'll never, ever know if you were anything else, and it will itch inside your head worse than little Bugs's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, oh, then Rose is talking to Vixen? On That's your... Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's sure. a big scene of Morpheus being like.
0: We saw this man in all of the Rose stuff. there is like this little tiny flash of this character on TV whose name is Vixen La Bitch, and I guess she just <laughs> says like a bunch of Ann Coulter kind of yeah, like
1: yeah, yeah, for sure
0: reactionary awful stuff, and people listen because she's like an attractive blonde lady. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that. That's what I would. That's what the media Coulter, wants. But yes. Um, It turns out that this is Hal, who is the like the drag queen character from the doll's house. Yep. Yep. Um, And Rose has come to tell Hal that Zelda has died and that he would be like one of two people at this funeral. And does he want to come and like bury the hatchet? And yeah.
1: So this is again
0: very like to have this juxtaposed with like the, this final confrontation between Dream and the Furies and everybody is just like
1: it's a lot. I think the thing for me that makes it uh tough as an active parallel to hold in my head is it's been so long since I thought about Rose Walker. And or that's
0: so long. Like even, you, even if you've been thinking about Rose Walker this whole time, it's been so long since you thought about like. One of Rose Walker's lesser roommates from yeah. seven books ago. <laughs>
1: and, and, and like, I can sit here now and talk with you and like hash out what the thematic resonance is. But in the issue, reading it in sequence, I'm like, okay, though, but you have big lightning Morpheus Matthew stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I empirically know I'm supposed to like trying to be weighing these against each other maybe, but it's it's tough to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm too invested in the endless at this point. Because I, I also like these scenes with Delirium and Lucifer, and like that's not grounded in just people living in America in the 90s, which is the yeah, Rose Walker right. stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just it's just Lucifer being like, like he had at one point said some pretty like talk, some pretty big talk about the bad stuff he was gonna do to Dream because he like embarrassed him in front of his his minions in hell. Yeah. And Lucifer just saying, yeah, I kind of, like, let go of that, and now I sort of feel bad for him that all this is happening to him. Yeah. Like, Lucifer's another another character who, like destruction, decided to hit the bricks instead of...
1: That's true. He did hit the through bricks. A,
0: instead of ...seeing through some job that he didn't like or care about anymore.
1: You're totally right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a, another confrontation... Not confrontation... But scene between um, Nuala and Clerican, where she's like, "Can you just like let me go off and be myself?" This is don't... later.
0: I think you're, you're. Um, I'm there's s- another. There's the bit like in between the the Lucifer and delirium stuff. There is, like Matthew gets a straight answer from Dream about what happened.
1: To oh, sure, 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 sure.
0: And this is where you find out. You know, like various things happen to them. Uh, Lucian was one. Like he was the first Raven. Yeah. And he doesn't really remember anymore because all he knows is books. But like that's, you know, different things happen to different Ravens, just like different things happen to different people.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, But then this is the close of Nuala because I don't think we see any more of her in this collection. No. Where she kind of tells off for what he's done, quote unquote, for her. Um, and she would like to leave the fairy and not be, not who she is, um, and not be her nature. I think, um, and then yeah, then we're then the the Furies have summoned. Uh, Dream. They're like, we're here, let's go.
0: They haven't. They've shown up to where
1: Dream is. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Death shows up. Death says hi to everybody, and. Then she goes to find Morpheus, like Mor- Morpheus gives Matthew a couple of things and is like, hey, you have to, you have to take my helmet and this little like a bag of stuff yep. and you have to go back and my sister's going to be there and you have to, you have to ask her to come see me. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a lot of cool art of Morpheus standing on the top of a mountain. Just it's like taking all of his armored stuff yeah.
0: off and kind of accepting whatever is about to happen.
1: Yep. And then we kind of get a revisit of the end of the first collection.
0: Coming full circle again, baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just death and dream chatting about what could have been, about what is. Corinthian is just like fighting monsters the Last time we had this conversation,
0: you threw a loaf of bread
1: at me. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: The stuff at the, at the beginning of this issue, which is it's the last yeah, part issue 13. in it's like the last issue in the book, it's also issue 69 nice if you're reading them as they were published. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the nicest issue in the entire series. The this these bits that we get with Dream and Death that is like bring it all back to the first book. Um like there is at, at the beginning of of this you they're sitting calmly in this rainstorm as the lightning flashes around them like all the anger of the furies is <laughs> is still very much present and they're just having this quiet little conversation that is two gods talking but also a brother and sister talking um and like coming back to a conversation that they've kind of had before but it's going to end very differently than it did last time and you can tell how sad death is about it like when when i think about this book i think these frames are the ones that i that i think about the most is just this like this little moment at the end between the two of them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It sticks with me a
1: lot. Well, and it's it doesn't do you know, there's some scenes intermixed where like the Corinthian is like killing random demons that the Furies have unleashed or whatever.
0: Yeah. Mostly just letting letting everybody know that he and Matthew are still still cool. Still cool to be buddy cops later yeah. if it comes up.
1: <laughs> um but like there's a difference in tone With this first exchange between the two of them that ends with Dream just saying, I'm tired, I'm very tired. Mm -hmm. And then the next exchange, which is a bit more confrontational, where you're actually getting not. I mean, it's like, it's tough because you're death, right? Like, how much can you grieve your brother? Mm -hmm. But she does seem to grieve him. And he's the one who's always more reserved about anything anyway. Yeah. I, I get that, like. My read on on death throughout the whole series is not that she is like uh like has no emotions about what she does and what people experience. It's just that she has a very deep understanding of it and is able it to seemed, shepherd people through it.
0: It seems like her work life balance might be a little better. I don't it know. Does. <laughs>
1: it does. It does. Like she has a healthier relationship with her job.
0: whereas where Dream does, which Dream is still trying to like kind of figure out. Yes. Dream who has who's Thousands and thousands of years old and has two friends, both of which he's made in like the last three years.
1: (laughs) Well, because she's the one who's like, Don't you dare blame Nuala. You could have done that differently. Mm -hmm. That, you know, she, she, the only reason you've
0: got yourself into this mess is because this is where you wanted to be. (laughs) Yeah. There's personal responsibility too, you know, not only the kind you're always talking about. And And he's, he's, he's like, Listen, I, I, this got out of hand. Like I it just, I thought maybe, maybe it wouldn't go this bad. I did plan for it to go this bad, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want it to.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> have a contingency. But <laughs> well, and she, and she's like, "Listen, our brother walked away. You could have done that." And he's like, "No, I could. I, I couldn't have." And she's mm-hmm. like, "I yes, I see you. You could not have done that." Um. So it is a book ultimately it does really deliver on the thing that dream has been hammering home throughout the whole series which is like honoring your nature honoring your like where you think you fit into the whole existence
0: it also kind of is him leaving but in the on, way that yeah, in, in the only way. way that he can like he can't go on living and like trying to draw bad art in a in, in a villa like destruction is like he is
1: yeah. He's yeah. making
0: it so that he he Morpheus personally no longer needs to be doing this, but he also can't be around. Like he knows if he is still around he's going to like feel too bad or whatever about giving up his responsibility and it's just not a thing he can do. Is but he this, doesn't that doesn't
1: mean he wants to keep doing. It. <laughs> is this all because he got trapped in a basement for 60 years?
0: It's not all because of that, but I do feel like there was the catalyst that set up a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, the it catalyst did happen that in made
0: the him, issue. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. like, that experience made him start thinking about and caring an, about an, other people enough that he eventually had mercy on his son head and killed him. And that yeah. is, like, the impetus for this all happening. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And is what he was feeling bad about at the beginning of the of the of book nine, you know, of, of the collection
1: that we're reading now. So then we get like quick check-ins with other characters as it's like clear that we are approaching the end. Um, But the real end is the art of death, just like asking for Morpheus's hand mm-hmm. and then big vertical panels of light and it is interesting. I don't know how it renders on any digital versions of the book. Mm-hmm. But the when they reach out and touch each other, like E.T. finger touch yeah, style. Yeah, it's like at the seam. Yeah, It's at the seam of the page, which is just interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a good use of the form. Um, and then he's gone. And then all of that, wherever they were, is just in complete shadow. Um, yeah, and there's
0: nobody left on that little mountain anymore.
1: Nope. Nope. Um is sad. She knows it's happened. Delirium is reunited with the dog. Barnabas. <laughs> he's a cool guy. Yes.
0: I think Barnabas lost her on like the Disney Disney World, like small world after all ride or something. Correct. Like it was a very specific place where they lost each yep.
1: other. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh and then I don't know what well, we get the we get the Rose Walker like funeral stuff is happening. He doesn't wind up going. How Lucifer does.
0: Lucifer leaves uh, the bar.
1: Yep. Yep. With Mazikeen. Um, Alex Burgess wakes up because now Dream is dead. Mm-hmm. So that's gone. And Light Hall wakes up. And, Thessaly's and, and
0: like, mm. Yeah. Thessaly's like, hey, you're going to want to run because a lot of people are mad at
1: you, including me. Yep. Uh, and then there's a little shot of Daniel playing with the emeralds.
0: As I understand it, your actions have ensured that you will never see oh. Daniel again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he kind of turns into a like film negative of Morpheus, but a but like a tween.
0: Yeah, cool teen, Morp- teen Morpheus in his rebelling against his dad or his previous aspect by wearing all white and having white speech bubbles with black text. Yeah. But still all like bloopy. Yep.
1: Dreaming. It's still pretty clear that he is dream now. Mm -hmm. Um, But Corinthian says, Daniel. And he says, no, not any longer. Uh, And then we get a, we get a little close on the three ladies uh, reading a fortune cookie and being done.
0: Yeah, there for good or bad it's done, they say.
1: Yeah. That's that.
0: Yeah. And this is actually one where the so if you think of it like a cold open, I guess, every one of these issues you read a few pages and then you get to like the title card the title that says card, the yeah. kindly ones with all the the you know, the, the, credits. the credits for the art yep. and everything and then this one you don't get it until the very very end of the entire Book
1: when it's just a shot of the little house that they're in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What they what they call in the biz a late title card.
0: Yeah, late title card.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's a good. It's a. Again, as I said at the beginning, this one feels like a book. Like it, it's got robust subplots. It's got gusto. Yeah, you know, callbacks to other. It does. It feels like a. I know there's one more thing, but it feels like a really quality like series finale. Mm-hmm. From like a four or five season HBO show where they're like really delivering on a lot of character relationships you haven't thought about in a while.
0: Yeah, this is like the the wake serves as a as a sort of a, a letting down thing yeah. after this, and I feel like I feel like shows you can't end right after the like big climactic action of your thing. Not usually, and, no. and you can't, and you also shouldn't do it with like a little stupid token, like four page thing where like Harry and Ron and Hermione's kids all go to school together now. And like, that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole like, you have to do, you have to have a proper ending so that people can, I don't know, pe- process it a little bit. Anything else just feels too abrupt to me. Like this, this is in a lot of ways, like the end of this story that has been yeah. told the whole time. And I, I actually think that it holds up even better on a reread if you do ever reread the story yeah, because sure. you do have a better sense of all the different little pieces that are like building toward this. Like yeah. you, you are a little bit, it's, it's a little bit easier to trace the thing through to its climax when you're sure what the climax is going to be instead sure. of just being like, Hey, am I going to need to remember this like kitty story well, for the <laughs> yeah, because that, that's what's for tricky for the about the series, one.
1: right? Is because mm-hmm. he is so adventurous that in the moment it is hard to tell. It's like uh, I know this, some this of is them like aside, the seventh like,
0: instance of a, somebody telling me a story within someone telling me a story. Like, listen, is this going to be? Do I need to remember every detail of this or not or what? Or,
1: and, yeah. and there is joy in not knowing which one of those is going to wind up being very mm-hmm. important. Yeah, um, there's a kind of. He's playing with expectations. He is, you know, picking and choosing which ones to really build back. But, but what what he is, what you don't know he's so artful at until it's happening is when he is bringing people back that you haven't thought about in a while. You're like, oh, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. Go on. Mm-hmm. Um over the course of this episode, I've like really I've come around on the Walker stuff, and I, it's not like I didn't like it. Again, it was just I didn't quite on my first read. I hadn't really gotten a sense of why it was there. Yeah, we've had to give it's it, not there on purpose, right? Right, and,
0: we, and we've had to give it shorter shrift than than. Yeah, we might have otherwise just because this is a lot of issues to get through, and like it's a lot. The yeah. and like the big thing that The Wake is about is not necessarily about like the Rose Walker story.
1: No, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I imagine there'll be some unpacking of the Endless's experience. This is definitely a series about consequences, so it certainly makes sense to not just end it here, but to give you some time to see the ripples, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, that'll be next time. That'll be the wake, and that'll take us out of the dreaming entirely.
0: Yeah, yeah they'll probably be like, in, I think in some, in our other long reads, most of them we've done like a. Little like denouement episode, yeah. and I think that we'll probably just end up packing those thoughts into into the wake, Because yeah, we got to get on to
1: onto the next one,
0: onto the Iliad, and yeah. and also it's you know it's it's a lot shorter than this. I think it's like six issues, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So six issues instead of what like f- like 13? 13 and yeah. a half, If you count <laughs> the opening prologue, if you thing. count the yeah the jam, yeah, go jam.
1: That was me jamming at the front. So mm-hmm. well, that's another. Like sands through the hourglass. These are the issues of the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um send us an email over to pod at gmail.com if you have specific thoughts on any of the art in these issues, because we were thinking about some of them, and the whole Hempel art stuff is like really sets this whole collection apart for me. Mm-hmm. So let me know if you know what Neil Gaiman was smoking.
0: I never like I never know how these play to a person who is like interested in listening to us talk to each other but also has not wanted to like actually follow along with us and so you're like ten episodes deep on a on a series that you're not familiar with but well, hopefully you know hopefully there's there's something here for everybody still you're probably having a good time probably having a good time you still found out the moon's a turf
1: you still I'll never
0: forget about the moon being a turf that's the oh, biggest thing care. on the this is like my third or fourth time through this <laughs> series ever and I never really thought about the moon being a turf before. Hey, listen. Now, so. We're all learning and growing and changing. It's true. It's Always. true. Maybe the my moon next re-read Maybe I'm, the moon even could, could My change. next
1: reread, I'm only going to read issue like panels that have Gregory in them. Okay. That's my plan. All right. I'll see what I learn. Mhm. Anyway. You know what we say at the end of every episode of well, Sand who's, by who's Me? Who's Gregory? Isn't he the little gargoyle? Oh, Goldie. Oh, who's Gregory? I don't know who Gregory is. Well, I'm going to do a reread where I look for Gregory, <laughs> and then I'm going to do a reread where I ask Goldie who Gregory is. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Sand by Me, a bespoke podcast about Neil Gaiman's The Sandman from The Boys at Overdue, a podcast about the book's you've been meaning to read and i am clearly craig <laughs> and i am clearly andrew i have gone through a momentous shift <laughs> i am i am still craig but i am not the craig you knew yes you're a different aspect of craig there will a always be craig
0: view. uh-huh you're craig and yet you're not craig <laughs> i'm excited to meet you my co-host yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm meeting you for the first time, but that I've known you for all these many years. I'm so sure that's, it's that's unsettling, cool. but welcome yeah, to bit. my realm. Um, So Craig, this is, Craig's sick. I don't know when you're listening to this. It might be like months after he was last sick. So he's like not sick again. He's sick still. <laughs> and his voice is sounding more normal. I thought until he switched into podcast register and I was like, uh oh, he still Uh-oh. doesn't have he still doesn't I don't think some I of can, these.
1: <laughs> I would feel weird doing the whole show down here. I feel like mm-hmm. my energy is very different and I don't know if I don't know, I can try it. Have I mean you, you do
0: you do what feels good to you. We're doing a kind of a sleepy kind of winding down of the Sandman series. So maybe if your energy's a little low, it's cause we're in the denouement, Mall, baby. Sure, we are in the new Mall. We got partings and meetings. You're and right. Goodbyes. You're right. And hellos.
1: So, this episode <laughs> mostly goodbyes is our final episode of Sand By Me. We are covering book 10 of the trade paperback collections of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. So, we are talking about The Wake are issues 70 through 75 I think if yep. you're reading just the comics themselves. Uh-huh. And it was originally ran in 95 and 96. That is the 1990s. Excuse me. Just making sure Hob <laughs> Gadling is listening. Okay. That he doesn't get confused. No, that's good of you. Yeah. Um and they were collected in hardback in 1996. Uh what happened last time? Morpheus died. Morpheus Spoilers. died. A lot of stuff happened, but Morpheus died. It's the main one. Um, the Furies came from Morpheus. He kind of caused it sort of... There's a lot in this book that really feels like you are... A lot of people are experiencing grief for someone who ended their own life in, in some ways. Um,
0: yeah, it's like... Yeah, it it is pitched that way and it's also pitched i think we might have talked about this last time like this is morpheus's version of the thing that destruction did like not wanting to do it anymore but it had to be done in a way that because morpheus could not live with himself giving it up
1: true 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 but
0: he didn't want to be doing it anymore so he took a he took a different route
1: yes um Um, and at the end of the last book uh Lyda Hall's son Daniel little baby Daniel uh became the new dream
0: yeah gave him a, gave him a little emerald and now he's the new dream
1: and he is like kind of like a it's not a one to one but he is sort of like an inversion of morpheus in in many like visually in many ways and and also in tone
0: if you took if you took Morpheus and t- t- took the contrast slider and slid it all the way over to the
1: other end, yeah.
0: you get Daniel. Daniel as dream.
1: Sure, sure. So but where he's do you want Morpheus anymore? He's dream of the endless. He's but dream he's of not the endless. Morpheus.
0: Yeah. He's Daniel.
1: Anywhere like big picture, you want to start, Andrew? You've read this whole series before, so what was it like coming home again? It's just it's
0: the the wake part and the funeral part is a lot of like Seinfeld finale courtroom (laughs) (laughs) energy because everybody from not, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I I mean it in a, in an everybody's back to say all your faves are back. That, that guy who like imprisoned use and then as punishment had to like just write and write with his his like bleeding fingers because that was his punishment for Morpheus. Like he's back. Everybody's back. Everybody's back. Um, and everybody says a little piece about Dream and it just the the, the impression that you get and we can talk about individual yeah, people's we will, yeah. bits that that we liked. Um but yeah, everybody is like, yeah, he was a he was a little distant. It was hard to be close to him, but he also seemed like a decent he seemed like a decent type. And and he's not here anymore.
1: And we need yeah. to and we all just have feelings about it. And we all just
0: need to process this.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like the three so this Collection is six issues. The first three are The Wake and, like, three different versions of that. It's, like, kind of the, I don't know. It's, like, you know, everybody hearing that it's happened and being summoned. Everybody kind of talking before the funeral, like, the proper like night before kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Like the first bit of it is mostly like endless, the, the endless and like the, the people in the dreaming sort of making their preparations and, and plans. And the second one is mostly like Morpheus's subjects, I guess, for lack of a better word, like the, the humans yeah. and the other beings in the, yeah. in the dreaming. And then the third episode, the, the third bit of it is the funeral and the, you know, and then the, the going the wake, away yeah, part begins. of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wake did you know, Andrew, that waking means more than one thing? That's funny. That's funny. Do you think Neil Gaiman knew that when he I don't know. Neil, if you're listening, you got you come quick. It means (laughs) that you could wake up from a dream. Mm -hmm. It means the Irish wake, like when people get drunk and talk about you after your funeral or before your whatever one it is. And (laughs) uh like leaving things in your wake. There's like a big Space swan boat at one point, uh huh. That death takes everyone. On. It is not a party barge, it is, no, a, it is a, a big barge, funeral barge. barge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but things get left in, the, and then you're like, Well, now what do I do? Like, you're mm-hmm. left in the wake of this experience. Mm-hmm. There are probably other definitions, <laughs> but we don't need Let's to just... talk about them today. <laughs> are you gonna look up.
0: I'm just gonna dictionary.com defines if we're gonna do as the Webster's dext- dictionary, define, yeah. Uh, yeah, to 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 cause something to stir, come to life, like to awaken. Oh, yes, awaken awaken a desire
1: as a verb, as a as a Uh, transitive verb to uh
0: become alert to or aware of. He needs to wake up to reality.
1: Yeah, like the end
0: of yeah. There's the there's uh the dialect Irish definition which we already covered. Dialect
1: Irish. I love the dictionary
0: (laughs) phrases. Wake up and smell the coffee noun wakes plural noun wakes uh okay and yeah a trail of disturbed water or air left by the passage of a ship or aircraft yeah
1: so as andrew said the beginning is like all of the endless being summoned they go to the necropolis city Mm -hmm. i did not expect those guys i i should have expected these people to come back and i was like whoa yeah
0: because there's that one scene in that in that Story in uh, World's End, I think, where one of the characters in the Necropolis wandered down to this weird room, the catacombs. The big, yeah, the catacombs, and a big voice asks, "Oh, which one of them died?" Yeah, and it's clear that yeah, yeah, you got a couple, and you got a couple bits of that, like both with the death of the first Despair, yep. and then
1: destruction yeah, being gone and it, stuff. It was yeah,
0: foreshadowed that that they would be back here,
1: so they have to they have to make. A mudman. They have to make a mudman to go into the catacombs. They make for a them. man out
0: of mud. They make yep. him come to life. Yep. His name is uh,
1: Eblis O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> Eblis O'Shaughnessy. Who uh, delirium names. And then just, I love just the series. So, like, the art in this book is really cool. I really like the art in these in these books. Um, it's Michael Zuli doing the, the pencils. Um, and I
0: believe I believe the reason why this looks so distinctive is because it is all pencils and not inked at all. There's no
1: inking. Yeah, Daniel Vazzo yeah. or in different editions did like the coloring, but it's not it's all pencil art, you're right. It's mm-hmm. not it's it's not inked in the traditional way. Whereas like last time we were talking about the like the really heavy lines like being a contrast from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, the art is really cool. And so you get stuff like Eblis O'Shaughnessy, and then like super serious destiny is like Eblis O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> you were created and gifted by five of the Endless, blah blah blah. <laughs> it's really cool. Um uh, yeah, he's kind of like this like not pr- I, just, I was gonna say proto man, but not like Mega Man, like a no proto- not like that, man. no. Like he's just a like pseudo man. Yeah, sure. Um so he's gonna and, go and the
0: endless gave him a but, but I can't tell if they gave him genitals. I don't know if they
1: it's did. It's very artfully.
0: I mean, I was, listen, I, I was looking pretty
1: hard and I don't think that Oh, I do. I had kind of forgotten about this because I read this issue a while ago. There is a beat where death like breathes life into him and mm-hmm. is, we haven't seen, there, there has been writing in the series that talks about her being as much a part of coming to life as writing your life. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really had opportunities to see it. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then we're in the Dreaming, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And as you said, like the folks, D- Daniel as Dream, who does not go by Daniel, but that's just the best way to understand it. Yeah.
0: I mean, he he says he's Dreaming the Endless. He says he's not Morpheus. Yeah. But he's not, and and I guess like Daniel is a name you could use to refer to him. But he's not like Daniel the mortal toddler anymore. No, he makes all of all of these things very clear. You see him sort of, I don't know, just like looking around and being like, "Yeah, I'm alive now." I guess. Yep. <laughs> and trying to start putting parts of the dreaming back together after the the kindly ones wrecked everything. Yes. So he like he brings back success. Yeah. Brings
1: back Marv. Merv, Merv. Merv, and Merv pumpkin excuse head. me, Merv. I always call him Marv. Um, and so I'm a big Home Alone head, I guess.
0: For some, for a lot of people, he just kind of like whooshes them into reality with like his with his hands. But yeah. Merv, he like grows <laughs> a pumpkin and yeah, it's makes really a cute. scarecrow
1: and he like carves the pumpkin and everything. Um, he brings Fiddler's Green back, and Fiddler's Green is like, I died, I died. Just let me be dead. It's and he's like, "Wow, okay, sure, bold choice." Mm-hmm. Um, and the the this issue lays the groundwork for the tension that's going to carry forward. Where like Matthew is still hanging around, Matthew, the Raven, uh-huh. and he does not like the new situation at all. No, I think you're a big Matthew stan, Andrew.
0: I like I like Matthew. How do you feel like about
1: Matthew in this? whole deal here.
0: He like lost he lost
1: somebody. He's upset about it.
0: And he doesn't like have reason to think that this new dream is the person who he knew and used to be friends with.
1: Do you think well, so no one else that we have met has under has seen this happen. That's another thing I guess I didn't I really took for granted. Has like No, because
0: the only other one it's happened to is despair. is despair. Yeah. And she doesn't have like a big, you know, <laughs> entourage. Big, like, yeah. yeah, an entourage, a bunch of hangers on like Morpheus does. That's a good like point. she mostly just sits in her little depressing room and and like cuts herself open with her ring.
1: Yeah, yes, she does do that. Um, okay, so that's getting set up. And as the Endless are also kind of being some destiny, basically like reading in his book that all the Endless are going to go to the dreaming is what is like causing all of these characters that we know and love from all the previous seasons of our favorite TV show, Sandman, uh-huh. uh, to start dreaming. And that is them getting invited to a funeral, even though they don't really know what's happening.
0: Yeah, like Nuala is there. Rose Walker's there. there. Yep. The author guy I talked about is there. Hob is going to be there. The... Son of the guy who captured Dream in his in the first book of the series, he's yep. going to be there.
1: Um, Titania. the well, and and then then we get immortal people like you know magical who are people, just like
0: who are coming, yeah. on purpose instead of just falling asleep.
1: Yes, um, and people are kind of finding out the news, and that's all very sad. Uh, and then I don't, yeah, then it's it is it's kind of like greatest hits of people we've seen. Mm -hmm. All just, like, there's a series of, these are not the eulogies, but there's a series of, like, almost direct to, for lack of a better word, camera, like, little speeches that, you know, folks like, and some of them are scattered around, but, like, Nuala gives one, like, Thessaly gives one. Because with the, these, so we're through,
0: we're through the first of the three issues. The second two issues are, like on the the end of the first page of the second issue it says you're here so everything yeah the reader is here everything from here out is like you were you were at this wake and funeral and you dreamed it too and maybe you don't remember but that line rules yes yeah this is all this is, you're you're here this is all through your eyes like yeah. you're the you the time person of the year 2006
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and then Like So, interrupting that, we get some more of Matthew and New Dream.
0: Because Um, New Dream can't be at the wake or the funeral, and New Dream is not going to meet any of his siblings until all of this stuff with Morpheus has been concluded.
1: Yes. Um, He does, at one point, tell Matthew, like, hey, I saved your life when Mm. I was a baby. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was I, just a baby. I, he like summoned the creature that was going to kill Matthew and then changed the and then like made then the, the Corinthian the, yeah, kill the it cr- instead.
0: Corinthian killed the creature instead of killing Matthew. It's, it's,
1: um, which is like Matthew's like, okay, but you're not that baby anymore. I liked you when you were that baby. <laughs> Uh there's a little bit
0: where they're talking about like what, what's the what's going on? What happened? Like, like did he die or not? And yeah. Kane says that the thing that everybody is mourning is a point of view, which uh hmm. or is it it's Abel who says that. Kane it gets mad and is like, Hey, I'm gonna kill you because you told another
1: secret. Yeah, and Lucian's yes, like, yes, Hey, yes. could you
0: not could you not do this today? <laughs> could you not do this the shtick right now? <laughs> Um, the, way- yeah, the the all the Matthew like interactions with everybody through this are they're very they're they're a little hard because Matthew's seeing like oh hey you're my friend Mervyn Pumpkinhead I saw you get machine guns yeah. down by <laughs> by right. the the furies and now you're here again but you can't be my friend like what is it how does anything mean anything if you're just like back and it's just you
1: that's a good point um, um I do like how Lucian Lucian? Yeah. I like how he puts like what happened because it, it builds to a head towards the end of the second issue where Matthew is like, why did he let it happen? Like why did he do this? Mm-hmm. And Lucian says, Charitably, I think sometimes perhaps one must change or die. And in the end there were and in the end, there were perhaps limits to how much he could let himself change and that kind of gets back to your point about his version of the destruction thing where it's like mm-hmm. the only way he knew to change was to not be yeah which sucks for a lot of people yeah
0: and we'd already we already seen like over the course of the of the book like po- post imprisonment the the story of dreams life is sort of him Softening a little bit and like letting himself get a little bit closer to to yeah. certain people, like he gets a friend.
1: He does get a friend. <laughs> <In>
0: Hobgadling.
1: <laughs> uh, he and he and Matthew are
0: sort of palish. Pal. Well, around. he'd already
1: made Hobgadling immortal by that point. By his... yeah, he
0: had, but he doesn't admit that they're friends until
1: that's good. You're until right. Until Later, yes, that's true. That's true. Um,
0: but yeah, like Matthew's talking to Dream Daniel, and. He says, Matthew, you were my friend, and Matthew says, I was his friend. I'm not your anything, which is just so devastating. I will,
1: yeah, Matthew is like the spine of these three issues, and in a way that kind of snuck up on me. Like he's in, you know, he's been really fun in all the stuff he's been in, and obviously he is a a part of what's going on in the kindly ones in terms of tracking what is changing. But it's it's not the same. Like these are I I read these like as if they were Matthew's issues more than mm-hmm. anyone else's. Yeah. 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 Um, we get quick check-ins on some of the mortals, like Rose Walker's pregnant. Um, oh, okay. neat. It seems light. Light a hall is like
0: on the, on the lamb trying to not yep. to get killed by all the people who are going to be mad at her about her being responsible for Morpheus dying. Um, Thessaly He's, gives
1: another like wake speech um about her relationship with Morpheus mm-hmm. um, how she swore never to care for him again. I like we she got swore that she would never cry about him she'd never that. cry about but him again. She, but then she did because he died um and gotcha. Then the, gotcha Thessaly gotcha uh there's a fun little uh DC comics panel Man, where it's just like Batman it's do you know who do you know who's in this panel? Who's the, this, The
0: will say it's Batman, is the green guy. I'm not sure who the business boy is. is that That's Superman? Clark Kent, man. Is
1: that Clark Kent? So he says he's, uh, he's Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman, and he is talking about these dreams that he's had, and it becomes like, uh, the one I hate is where I'm just an actor on a strange television version of my life. Have you ever had that dream? And then Batman, who is in his Batman costume, a weird one, says, doesn't everyone... And then the green one is Martian Manhunter, and he says, I don't. And it's I guess it's a joke about how Martian Manhunter never had a TV show, (laughs) which is kind of fun. That is kind of funny. Um, But yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, we're still in the DC Comics universe, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why not?
0: Yeah, we haven't gotten just like a straight up Batman character showing up, I don't think Since, since... Not in
1: a while. I
0: mean, the first... I don't know all the references well enough to like spot every little cameo that might happen. I know the first time like a Batman character was like a mentioned in the story was like the first. One, it was very like, early in the Scarecrow in it was the Scarecrow because we were in, early ones. Yeah. I think yeah. there was
1: a reference to like Arkham
0: because it was like in Arkham. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but then like more recently, we've been dealing with like Guy Smiley and like Kid President, God, you yeah. know, <laughs> <The> Kid President. <laughs> um. But then the second issue ends with uh, Matthew kind of... I, I guess he's never met the other Endless before. Like, he's he, met,
0: Yeah, he's,
1: he's met Delirium because they went on that cool road trip and together. And he's met Death. Yeah. But then the other ones he has to... I like when he's like, okay, I recognize all of you, but then there's a dog here. I'm mm-hmm. Confused. Mm-hmm. Um. Like everybody, it's pretty clear what everyone does, except there's a dog. I don't know. Uh, and they ask him to speak at the at the funeral. And he's kind of like, okay, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I do like when he is talking. Is it Barnaby? Barnabas? Barnabas, the dog. Um, who's asking him how he's feeling. And Matthew does like a little impression of Morpheus, mm-hmm. which you get reflected with the way the, the writing is different.
0: Yeah. It's like a, a Morpheus speech bubble inside of a
1: Matthew speech bubble. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really, and he, he's, he's making a reference to Tom Sawyer, like faking his own death to attend the funeral and stuff. Um, and so he's like joking that Morpheus would come back and say that the reports of his death have been greatly exaggerated. Um, Matthew's still processing all of his feelings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then the funeral. What did you think about the funeral, Andrew? It's
0: it's an it's a it's nice, it's sad, it's a funeral. Like it's it the the stuff in this issue, I think I am responding to more. Like a, I, I think all of it is is good, but you know, a lot of the like endless and the the dreamers stuff is kind of continuing what was going on in the first couple issues the stuff i like that the the book is doing in this issue is more about like daniel and how he is going to be different like he's going to be dream but he's also going to be different from dream like just sort of driving home the like different aspects the different point of view like dream is sitting with the the guardians of his gate and just kind of like petting them and they're like morpheus never pet us he never yeah sometimes he would let us like eat out of his hand and he was always very nice but he did not just like sit around and stroke our hair (laughs) um which leaves him in a perfect
1: position to receive destruction who's just going to wander up and not go to the service but is going to talk to dream daniel so it's kind of neat that Mm -hmm. he is doing this not transgressive thing it's his kingdom i guess he can do what he wants but Mm -hmm. This unexpected thing that puts him in a position for good old destruction to just kind of bindle up and yeah,
0: and and he's still like because destruction didn't come to the funeral or or, or the wake proper. He's just yeah. here checking in with with Daniel on his way to or from wherever he's going. Um, I mean, you get a like dream is still dream because destruction comes through and is like, hey, you can just leave. Yeah, <laughs> and Dream says, no, I can't do that. Like, I have. I don't want to leave. I have responsibilities. Like a lot of the same stuff that Morpheus was on about all the time. But if like, if Morpheus wanted to quit partly because he was having to become like a little more open and a little more friendly and a little like softer. And I was, I was thinking about the Santa Claus TV show that Tim Allen did for Disney Plus recently, uh-huh. and there's a sequence in that where they meet. He meets all the Santa Clauses from, like you know, from, from all the past yes. You told millennia. okay. You mentioned this, and one yes. of the things about the Santa Claus is like Santa changes when the needs of Santa's constituents change. Like b- part of the reason Tim Allen became santa claus is unlike because, politicians am i is, right yeah it's because the old santa claus was just like not keeping up with all this technology and stuff and sure. they needed a new a, a new like sort of techie santa claus who could give everybody like palm pilots and yes whatever. okay makes
1: perfect sense
0: and so i'm thinking about that work of art in the context of this where like if dream needed to be a more open person and Morpheus could only go so far in that direction, then maybe Daniel is like the version of dream that is more naturally that way. And that's just what their role. Like I needs. Dig it. Yeah. It's I a, dig it's it. a weird, like the, the way it's presented, like the reason Morpheus died, it's some combination of like it happened to him and he could have prevented it any number of ways and, and sort of chose
1: not to. It, and it, it um, <sighs> it is kind of talked about too that it was like intrinsic to who he was that he was not going to alter either yeah. like mm-hmm. it's what made him the particular lord of dreams that he was mm-hmm. and then that's just what it was always going to be you know yeah. the three but the- i just find myself thinking about the three great bards of history mm-hmm. you know Tim allen and who else well because <laughs> in the last issue of this collection mm-hmm. there is a bit of You know, it's Shakespeare, Neil Gaiman, and Mm -hmm. Tim Allen. Yeah, that's kind of the triptych that we're setting up here. (laughs) So I just want to set that up.
0: But, like, but, but you've seen, we've seen in different like belief systems throughout this, throughout these issues, like gods, the, the, the gods that we know, you know, like Christian gods, uh, like Egyptian, um, Greek, we've run into a few different pantheons. yeah, Yeah. Like they get, a lot of their power from people believing in them, and so why, you know, it, it's clear that the endless sort of exist outside of that a little bit, but why wouldn't they sort of be susceptible to some of those same forces, like, changes
1: yeah. themselves? I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's interesting because the dis- whatever happened to despair it is re- it is referenced in here as being like a really transgressive violent act and the person who committed it is still being punished. Yeah. Which is which is different from what happened to dream but I do what I like about what you're saying cuz also there's another christmas movie where the power of people powers christmas. I don't there's many of them. I'm just talking about the sled and elf right now. Uh um, Yeah, but the yeah,
0: the sled and elf all the Santa Claus Yeah, from the Tim Allen Santa Claus
1: franchise. I I do think there is something Interesting about, like, m- dream as the realm that draws such power from, like, mortal belief and mortal hope and things like that. And so, mm-hmm. like, whoever holds that seat might be more susceptible to, like, what th- all of existence and-, and what is in their brains might need. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh boy! Craig, it's kind of season,
0: season two of the Santa Claus is coming back November twenty twenty three. Okay, I'll have
1: to watch it all, I guess, to get caught up.
0: <laughs> and it's just, it's. I feel like it's good viewing if you're going to be reading and talking about the Sandman. I just think there are a lot of thematic similarities.
1: Listen, they've they had like a whole pantheon of their own endless in like the third movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where they yeah, had like, like the, the fairy, tooth fairy and stuff. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically the same universe. Martian Manhunter's in there too.
0: Yeah, was, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then later we see this like cl- climax. I want to go back to the eulogies a bit in a second. Yes, do
0: do go back to the eulogies. Like I picked out the the thing that
1: I my brain chews on the most. Sure. There well, are a lot of nice eulogy to close To close the loop on this Daniel thing though, I think because we get this scene between him and Lyda, who was his mom when he was a baby, when he's and just a baby but he's not anymore no and she is expecting him to punish her like and he is like yeah you a lot of people want to punish you
0: yeah like but, the person who killed desire is still being or not desire, despair yeah D- despair is still being punished and you and they did what they did for better reasons than you did yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and and he's like and you did it for vengeance and kind of an an implication that whatever he would do to her would also be sort of a form of vengeance. And he instead is like, no, my, my, my boon, my gift, whatever is that no harm will fall to you. That's it. Mm -hmm. And in a way that can be a form of punishment to her because if what she thinks is like, if, if someone enacting vengeance on her will be a form of absolution, then she doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think OG Morpheus would do that. OG Morpheus would end her in some way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah. Either end her or do some like Old Testament, like, oh, you have to, you like, you have to wake
1: up from a dream forever. Yep. Sort of like nightmare stuff. Yeah. yeah. Back when these books were like, this is a big picture thing for me is that like, those first few issues do have a lot more, for lack of a better word, horror stuff going on in them. Like, they're yeah, just often. meaner and more violent. and Yeah,
0: that whole, uh, the whole like, diner sequence in the yeah. first one.
1: Yeah. I know it's an obstacle. I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago that, like, that was, like, an obstacle to them, like, getting into the show, I think. Um, and... It's so funny to me spending the last few months with this series now. It's like, that's not what the Sam is about. Yeah,
0: that's not what it ends up being about. But it is before Gaiman really figured out exactly what yeah, it was about. It was, yeah,
1: Yeah, there's a lot of
0: other stuff in it.
1: Um, the thing that strikes me about the eulogies, you know, at a certain point, the issue decides to kind of yada yada the the eulogies. A little bit. Yeah, like and, we And get... not in a way that's dismissive. It's more like, you were there. You remember. Yeah, Don't you just think you, about man, it. You saw it all. Um, I
0: like like Matthews is is good. Matthews is um, great. I like Deliriums. She says he was my big brother. He yeah. really was. I was always a bit scared of him, but I'm not scared of him anymore. I'm b- a bit sad of him instead. Okay, yeah. that's
1: all. I'm a bit sad of him instead. Is really good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Dis, uh desires whole thing is that uh they would both would have been happier if they weren't related. Mm-hmm. Um. Despair. Despair is really like I found really moving in a like despair doesn't know how to hope. Yeah. And so she doesn't know what to do with her grief because all it is is bad. Mm-hmm. It it can never have a silver lining. It can never turn into a what do you do with the rest of your time um, and just like talks about how no one ever thinks about the other despair and soon no one will ever think about the other dream Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of liked the destiny being just like I don't know I sit here and read this book about all the stuff that's going to happen for real and he is like was the lord of all the stuff that's not real and I Mm -hmm. will never know him but he was my brother Like I found this quote from Gaiman in, in I think it was an NPR interview in 2015 just talking about like one of the one of the parts of the conversation is about why he was interested in writing a family into like there are kind of limited depictions of families in comic books. I think that's one reason why people have historically really liked the Fantastic Four you get some family stuff from the X-Men depending on what area you're in mm-hmm. but especially in the DC zone like I can't like it's like superman's family and then batman's family died and then that's yeah, it there's the bat family which Ugh. is just like different bat i guess kids.
0: they're all fighting <laughs> crime
1: with them but he talks about like you know wanting to write this family and then he says when i Quote, when I came over to America to do signings, people would say to me, we love the Endless. We love Man and his family. They're a wonderful, dysfunctional family. It wasn't a phrase I'd ever heard before. And I said, hang on to me. W- explain to me what is a dysfunctional family. And people would explain. And after a while, he would realize that what Americans call a dysfunctional family is what we in England call a family. <laughs> having never encountered any of these functional ones. Yeah, right. And so it does, like... I think some of the writing in these eulogies can it has the it has the real magic of being very specific to these characters. But if you are going through this type of grief, if you found some of these words, it might speak to how you're feeling. Like I just yeah. that's that's the vibe. And I I get why on different reads different things might jump out in this in these passages in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall I was thinking what my one of my closing thoughts might be for the series and this is one of the works that we've read that I think would have the most value to me on a reread of all like
0: yeah for sure you know
1: there's some books we read for the show on the main feed where it's like I'm I'm not going to read that book again I'm glad I read it and talked about it whatever Mm -hmm. there's some I'd like to go back to but this is one where like even as we've been talking about it I can be like oh I would get other stuff out of this mm-hmm. going through it
0: yeah it's definitely it's definitely worth it um i just put in our slack one of the cool one of the most metal pictures from the oh funeral, my god which is the describe we don't this hear, to me we don't hear the the bear who gets up and gives <laughs> and gives a speech <laughs> but there is a bear who get, gets up and gives a speech it's and wild it's just cool it's just cool looking
1: and the bear is that is the book from the necropolis people right like is that the sacred book of the of the funeral rites I think that he's got his paws maybe. on? Just, I think it's just mm. everybody's in front of that book, so I think it is.
0: Yeah, it's just the one that's up there. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, that's a real a uh, bear's eyes look so cool because
0: we've we've heard you know everybody everybody dreams, cat stream. Why wouldn't yeah. bear stream? Well, isn't bears that that have guy cool that turned into a bear? Oh yeah, he's like that. The one where you think he's just talking about being Jewish, but he's talking about being like a werewolf. Yeah, something like yeah. that.
1: <laughs> um, and then death does not give a eulogy. The The text turns into kind of second person talking about everything that happens as if you, the reader, were there.
0: Yeah, like she, she gives a eulogy, but it, I think, probably wisely zooms out and is like. Yep. Yep. And she gave, like, the coolest, best eulogy that
1: you've ever heard, and it made you feel really great because yep. you were there. Yep, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then everybody's kind of just like, and now what? What? Yeah. Um, and then the exchange with Lyda ends with with Matthew coming in and being like, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Got to give it to you. Yeah. Didn't want to be your raven, but... Mm-hmm. I I think this is really well earned. Like I think Matthew coming back and being like, you know what? I will do this for you, you baby.
0: <laughs> uh, there was a, I was reading since I'm reading the uh, comic online free dot net version of <laughs> sure the Sandman, which is like eh, pretty decent scans of the of the actual comic issues, like pre recolor and like
1: pre like being put put in the because your physical collection is just in a different dreaming. It's I so lent it place. to someone who I thought
0: was going to read it faster than they did well, <laughs> than they have ended up reading. <laughs> maybe
1: an occultist imprisoned them somewhere, and they're going to, you know, maybe
0: that's what happened. Just an interesting note, like so. Everything after the the page with death and the the swan boat, yeah, is like it was too big to fit in the original like monthly. Oh sure, that they were doing. So like everything after this is like. It all like flows as part of the story when you read it now, but at the time
1: it was like bonus pages. <laughs> oh, weird.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's neat. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah. So all the people start leaving and going back to their lives. Um. You know, Matthew is basically like, "Listen, you're gonna need somebody who knows what's up. Um. We got to grow up. That's you know, you and me t- together, kid. We're gonna grow up. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the final panel. Is, uh, them, you know, him leading Daniel Dream to this kind of dinner dining hall where all of the Endless are there waiting for him, except for destructions. Not there. except for well, yes, not all. Yes, sorry, that was implied. My mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it. It's good. Yeah, it's nice. It's very charming.
0: Okay, so that 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 is the end of the of the like the The weird story that is that the, the book series, the Sandman is telling. Yeah. And then you got three issues of sort of winding stuff down, winding it up, not winding it down, (laughs) winding it down. Um, and I just, I guess rather than like blow by blow this part, I'm curious like which bit or bits of it you found most interesting. I mostly wanted to hear you talk about like the Shakespeare stuff.
1: Yeah. Mostly.
0: Because you're just like number that's one Shakespeare. Me, number boy.
1: one Shakespeare guy. Mm-hmm. I hey here's what I am. I am number one Shakespeare was a real guy guy. I don't I've said this before. <laughs> I've been beating this drum mm-hmm. the entire length of our show. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to anybody tells you he wasn't the guy he was. Um The anyway.
0: stance of Overdue Podcast is that Shakespeare was a guy, Homer was not a guy.
1: Yeah. And everybody else is somewhere in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was, I, I, I went and read some like, you know, just like articles where people had also done like Sandman rereads and stuff. And I did not find myself as moved by either. So there are three issues here. There's one that's about Hobgadling. Um, Which is the one
0: I I think I like the best. I think I like, like that I just, one but the I, best I think just because I like Hobgadling.
1: No, but I also think I like that one the best. Because it might be the best. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one, Exiles, is kind of a revisiting of both an art style for The Tale of Two Cities. It's not exactly the same Um, in this kind of no pencil line, interesting inking, lots of negative space on the page. Yeah.
0: So the first three are only pencils, no inks. And then that particular issue is... uh, no pencils only inks oops e- all inks oops
1: all inks and i think that's by john muth um and i it's, visually it's very striking it feels kind of slight oh, and then the third one is the shakespeare one where shakespeare's writing the tempest and he and he winds up talking to morpheus a bit the
0: second one i think is the only one that you see daniel
1: more. the daniel dream you see in. both of them which is i think that's why it's there mm-hmm. because you you get to like in those soft places, that is, I think that's in Fables and Reflections, right? Um, we get the notion of these like b- different pockets of the of reality where it gets a little timey wimey, and so this guy from you know years ago winds up meeting Morpheus as we knew him and then we also see like a
0: a roving band of, of
1: guys who we
0: just, who we had seen before running around in there. And like Daniel dream shows up and he's like, I don't care much for prisons. I'm just like, you get the sense that he's just kind of going around the dreaming and all the, the places where Morpheus has, or where dream has sway and sort of undoing some of the old Testament retribution style stuff. Yes. Because yes. it's not it's not really his his, his
1: bag. <laughs> what what is interesting to me about Exiles, mostly I'm talking about it now because I don't feel like talking about have too it now. So we can say about it stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that you're right? It shows how Daniel will be different. It can't happen before Daniel arrives. Like it fu- no. functionally, it can't. It feels weird to me to have it be part of the last three issues of the titanic oeuvre that is the sandman like mm-hmm. it just feels a little out of place and in, in its pacing and not but like as a, if i just read it as a standalone issue i might like like it a lot more i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we can uh, we can
0: re- we will return to that thought when we talk about sandman like sequels and spin oh sure and sure stuff to um,
1: close out i want to save the hobgadling one because i do think i like that one the most so i'm going to go out of order again the final issue is uh, we spent some time with good old Billy Shakes. He's working on an on a play called The Tempest. It was his last play uh, that he would write on his own. It is. Would you
0: now? Would you say that he was in love with it, with the play that he's writing? I don't. Would you sh- would you say that he's oh, Shakespearean love?
1: I would. S- with, with the play that he's writing. <laughs> That's the actually that was the rest <laughs> of the title, but they cut it out. <laughs> They didn't think the Oscar voters would go for it. No, <laughs> um, but That's very funny. I didn't know what you were doing. That was very clever. Thanks. Um, almost as clever as Shakespeare and Tim mm-hmm. Allen and Neil Gaiman. The fourth one. The three great artists of, um, of the canon. It is it is not a rehash of the midsummer one but it is a it is a rhyming you know kind of gesture with it i think we're getting a different version of shakespeare writes a play because morpheus kind of gave him the power to and asked him for this one specifically if you don't know the tempest uh it's about a guy who caught he gets you know marooned on an island after making a bunch of enemies and then uses a bunch of magic powers to bring a bunch of those people to that island as if he's going to enact revenge on them, and then he forgives them, and then he breaks his staff and gives up his magic powers, and they all go off to th- presumably live happy, happy lives after that. Mm-hmm. That's that's like a really quick uh, and dirty summary of a very kind of... Uh, I don't think it's a messy play, but it it is a... Uh, complicated play
0: yeah it's it's a play that i I don't think there is well i mean I, I think maybe all scholarship around shakespeare's plays is sort of settled on a conventional wisdom at this point but it's definitely one where it's like not i don't think usually considered to be one of the like top t like the s tier shakespeare
1: plays people people like it because it's got some really cool moments in it and it's got the juice of Shakespeare is writing about a guy putting down his magic powers, and Shakespeare was a guy who had magic playwriting powers, and it's his last play.
0: Like, yeah, and it sort of it, like functions as an ending. It's like a show that has been like bad for a couple seasons, does a series finale, and like manages to capture part sure. of what made it made the the part that people liked so special. I that's that's the Tempest for me.
1: That's the Tempest for Andrew, <laughs> sure. Um, but like, there's a whole like there's a there's a directing book i remember reading in college called called prosper's staff which is just like using the tempest and it's all about like shakespeare and all that kind of stuff and so like i don't know i found it fine the the like depiction of shakespeare is a guy late in his life who's kind of in an unhappy household situation late in his
0: life he's 47 47
1: i mean he would have been late in his life yeah. but he's like 47 years old and you know like there's some interesting conversations with him and the playwright ben johnson where johnson's like you just like live here your whole life and like what do you write about you didn't do anything mm-hmm. and i like i went out and was in the army and shakespeare's like i don't know i just think about what it's like to be human and then put it yeah. on the page yeah i am a I
0: am a human so i feel like i have the experience that i need to write about the the human condition yeah basically what he said it's pretty which
1: is kind of neat um and then it and he's talking about how like he f- he feels more connected to this play than he does to his actual life and then he has a conversation with morpheus where morpheus takes him to the dreaming and talks about how he really wants this play about a guy who can walk away from what he's doing and his magic and leave his island because Morpheus will never be able to do that. So this is a little mm-hmm. out of time. Yeah. Um, and I did see, I wasn't able to track it down because it was citing a book that I couldn't find that like Gaiman wrote this issue and maybe it wasn't actually going to be the last one. Mm-hmm. Um like it might it may have fallen earlier in the sequence somewhere and i i just i didn't it didn't land for me the comparisons to between gaiman morpheus shakespeare and prospero all felt like too much mm-hmm. and a little too cute sure yeah for- it is a
0: little it, it's a little cute to have this this series that's been all about writing like shakespeare's been in it a couple times and it's all about storytelling and and gaiman is so like he's telling a good story but also he's like drawing attention to the storyness of it all the time yeah yeah and then to have it end with an issue called the tempest about shakespeare writing his last play because it's the last issue yeah it feels a little cute
1: (laughs) it feels a little cute and i read a take that was like you know people who might read this and be like oh he's kind of being very it's like an act of hubris to compare himself to Shakespeare yeah like what does he think he's Tim Allen like don't
0: (laughs) have a little bit of um, humility
1: I think (laughs) I did read I think it was maybe an AV club uh conversation where they 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 were saying Gaiman is showing a kind of works and all Shakespeare this guy who's kind of run down and has his own flaws and that's what Gaiman wants the comparison to be and I I think that's a totally fair read yeah again mm -hmm. to your point I think it's it's just I really liked when Shakespeare was kind of a glancing gesture in the middle of this story. And it didn't feel like that was what we should go home with. And I don't know. This is my first time through it. Maybe I'll feel different if I read it again later. I just feel like either the for me personally, that panel where Daniel walks into the dining room and sees the rest of the Endless or maybe the Hobgadling issue would land for me better as like the final one, like maybe just mm-hmm. swap Hobgadling and Shakespeare,
0: because the Hobgadling one is more about life going on, yeah, right?
1: which is yeah. nice, because
0: it's it ends with Death and Hobgadling having a talk, and Hob is like, "Hey, don't I don't I know you?" And because Death was there with Morpheus when they decided, "Hey, this guy wants to live forever, let's let him and see what happens. Let's let him do it." Yeah. And he, you know, he's been having a bad time at a Renaissance fair, like many Renaissance fair attendees. Listen.
1: But for Hobgadling, it's because it's not accurate enough. It's a great trope. <laughs> it, it's a great. It's a great version of the like time traveler complains about how things are not accurate. This the whole has, first, I've the no...
0: whole first run of it is great, where he's like clearly he's got a he's going with his girlfriend who is like there to. Dress up and work there. I think. Yeah, Gwen. And, yeah. um, he's like, yeah, people didn't know it was the Renaissance when it was happening. Like, nobody just looked up and observed that it was the Renaissance. Like, every
1: people didn't call it its own thing until like hundreds of years later. <laughs> well, and he's also like, in in parts of England, it did not get to us at the same time. Like, we're not yeah. all experiencing it contemporaneously. And everything he's everything he says is sort of passed off as just being.
0: Like he is just some learned historian who happens to have researched this period very yes. in depth It's not I don't know if Hob Gadling has ever like come out as like a an immortal a time Lord to any yeah. of his his significant others that he's seen, but you get the sense when he's talking to to Gwen that he might get there he eventually might. like she seems like she could be
1: open to it, yeah, there's one or two lines towards the end. That, that get close there like, may,
0: maybe when she realizes that he was an actual slaver and he's not just talking about something that he read in a book because Gwen is black maybe she would be a little less like understanding of that, that like because yes. she's like yeah you specifically didn't have anything to do with slavery and hop gang like yeah you're totally right i didn't he does to, didn't. he gets
1: on his high horse and it's a high horse of guilt and mm-hmm. she's like listen clearly you've never dated a black woman before because you would have been killed by now for not shutting up <laughs> and he can't really come clean on that front about what he's talking about um but so and he's you know upset at, at all of the fake phony british accents that everybody's using and mm-hmm. people saying joyousest things or whatever <laughs> uh and so he goes and he gets drunk while she's working And then he finds himself in this old building uh, and that's where death is hanging out. And this is where it is confirmed. Like, I think one of the interesting things is like he's really grumpy and everything because he had a dream where Morpheus died. Mm -hmm. And this is where he actually has a conversation with someone where he realizes that that is definitely true.
0: Yeah. He's like, yeah, i I, part of me knew it was real, but this is this makes it definitely for real explicit that he's not that we're not going to meet in like 96 yeah. years yeah and she um, is
1: kind of like well are you done like do you want to be done
0: yeah it's up, like it's up to you
1: but you you can be done if you want to be done because it seems I think like you're she, having a bad time at this renaissance yeah <laughs> well and i think she thinks he might want to be done because morpheus is gone like yeah. they were buds the fact that he was there in the first place was because of morpheus like Morpheus gave it up, and I think give it up is or give up is the word that Hobb uses.
0: And and he's been Hobgaddling in the little glimpses of him that we've gotten in the issues in this in this book, has been like feeling the need to make a change. Yeah. And but he's been alive for six hundred years. So like, where do you where do you go? Like if you if you want to start over again. He doesn't want to go back to a place. He wants to
1: He wants keep, to see another thing.
0: Yeah. And, and to that I would say Hob maybe go to like one of the non white nations that yeah. exist on the planet Earth. But you know, it's maybe. <laughs> I'm sure
1: he'll get I'm sure he'll get there. But he doesn't have the like Anne Rice old vampire ennui. Like he doesn't No, it's have... not
0: it's you don't get to a point where it's like the eighties and then and that that's the last like change in fashion that you can yeah. absorb. So you just dress like it's the eighties for the rest of your life. He's still, yeah, he's still hanging in there. He
1: does seem like legitimately interested in people and in what life has to offer. He's just kind of in a weird place right now. And so- I like that
0: the thing that he gets the most upset about at the Renaissance Fair is that the beer is cold.
1: Yeah, I like that. (laughs) That's a great detail. Um, And so death gives him the opportunity and he says, no, I would like to keep going. And like, I think that is such an interesting- thing to happen in relation to what Morpheus did mm-hmm. to just say no I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna figure it out yeah and it, it is not like treated as this you know triumphant answer to what Morpheus did. it's just a different thing
0: right yeah it's it's not like I
1: hobgadling and
0: I'm doing what Morpheus sh- should
1: have done and yeah. I'm choosing, no, I'm choosing
0: no, no, to live it's just a, it's just a different a different road taken
1: yeah and and I think that's why it is such a a powerful little epilogue in a way that the like I will find a way to give up my gifts doesn't work for me as as mm-hmm. the final note for the story. Sure, because um, it does like end with he has a he does talk about a dream he had where he's on a beach with Morpheus and Destruction shows up and they mm-hmm. like pal around they don't like toss around the old pigskin but they just like walk around
0: yeah they walk down they walk around on the beach yeah and they leave three sets of footprints the they, whole way i think do i don't think there's any no they do
1: mm-hmm. leave three footprints yeah mm-hmm. um and then he's like just talking to gwen and it's very sweet like an i choose life kind of thing and that's i don't yeah, know and
0: like the, when we saw hob gadling in the in the kindly ones issue he was like mourning. Somebody he just lost. Yeah, and said, this is, yeah. Yeah. This is, and he takes all...
1: the morphia, he takes the like the funeral very hard. Like he's very yeah. like roughed up during all the wake issues.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, okay. I was interested. I- I'm kind of glad we're on the same page here. I wasn't sure where you were going to be on like what these issues are and like how they function as like following up to the wake. I was honestly
0: coming hope like kind of hoping for you to like talk me into thinking that the Shakespeare one was great in a way that I was not absorbing because I'm not well read enough. (laughs) And I'm it's interesting to hear that you like I've read it two or three times and I like it's it's fine. Like there's some stuff in it I like, but it's not it doesn't
1: stick with me. It doesn't feel like the end of the sandman. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. It feels like a cool thing that Neil Gaiman wrote. It could. It's
0: some like, you know, like B minus thing in the middle of like fables and reflections or something like that. That's the tier of Sandman one-off story that I think it that I think it goes in. And like it's yeah, it's it's fine, but as a closer, I don't know. And maybe that's what people thought about the Tempest, the play. Also,
1: no, as people like the Tempest, I I I've you know read multiple articles where people really love this issue as the ending. I just feel like the hob one is stronger and maybe i also liked midsummer more and that's weird probably Mm. i don't know i'd need to read it again
0: i don't i mean i don't love either of the either of the ones that are just like shakespeare play riffs but again that's probably me being
1: not a Shakespeare head it's fine you're a Tim Allen head
0: yeah I love Tim Allen more than I like Shakespeare then everybody's got to pick one yeah
1: you have to pick one
0: yeah it's like Kirk Kirk versus Picard (laughs) (laughs) Tim Allen versus the Bard so
1: (laughs) I think we've covered most of like my my big final thought things like hey I'm very glad I read it I didn't Mm -hmm. say that it's pretty cool um, it I mean, is.
0: It is very, especially with a, a work that's like this big in terms of like page count, and also in terms of like critical reception and cultural yeah. impact. It is super rare for me to have read and liked a thing with
1: you having like zero, literally no idea exposure what was it. to it at all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's kind of neat. Um, yeah. And I think you know, I talked about the how. Different, it feels from the beginning, which is just kind of a function of it being a comic book, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, like Exiles, is a good example. This fifth, you know, the fifth issue in this collection is a good example of there are times where he likes to do a lot of narration, and there's a lot of there's narration in the wake that I think works pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I never dislike Gaiman's writing. But I think the parts that maybe surprise me the most and stand out to me the most are some of his better dialogue portions. Like I think that, you know, just the the character writing is so strong that when he moves into kind of poetic narrator mode, mm-hmm. it can run over me a bit more in a way that's probably not me being my best re- like reading self. Sure. Um, well, because you're just looking for the, you know the speech bubble of the character. I kind of you like am. You're just
0: like, when's Delirium going to say another funny thing?
1: Yeah, I kind of, I'm still, I found myself thinking during her eulogy, like what her words are supposed to sound like the way that they change size all the time. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. What What was it like to read it all again, Andrew?
0: I'm, I mean, I'm always happy to come back to it. It's a, there, there are a couple of, I'm not a big comics boy, I'm not like steeped in the, the multiverse of, of all the this. Sure. Stuff. But there are definitely some graphic novels. And like, this is one, I think Watchmen is probably one. There are a couple of, um, Batman. Yeah. Collections. Mm-hmm. I think the long Halloween is one that I, I like, yep. like yep. there are some that I'm just always happy to go back to and read again because I enjoy them and they are good examples of what the medium like does when it is, being interesting and not when it is like being dudes punching
1: each other. Yeah. Week to week. Just like, give me Mm -hmm. the punches. Right. Yeah, for sure. How did, okay. You, as we close out, you wanted to talk about, the other stuff that we decided not to read.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, there, there are a lot of continuations and spin-offs. Um, the, the notable ones that happen like without Gaiman's involvement or with him in like a very floaty executive producery kind of role where he didn't really contribute. anything. Okay. Uh, the biggest one is probably the dreaming, which is a, a series that ran from June 96 to May, 2001, which, uh, featured mostly the, the, you know our our buds from the dream and Cain and Abel and the Corinthian and Matthew is there and Lucian is there and Nuala and Mervin Pumpkinhead, um, it's them having adventures. Sometimes in, the endless would show up, but only like only briefly. In
1: the pre, in the post. In the, in the post, okay, yeah,
0: like as a, as a continuation of okay, okay, Sandman generally. Uh, another similar continuation series lucifer which the first oh, sure. crime procedural which yeah. i'm going to watch one of these days uh which that is based on i bet like 6 months from now when there's no tv and there's not going to be tv for another like year is yeah. when i finally watch lucifer i'm just i'm just guessing
1: well in about in about like a month and a half you're going to have some tim allen to watch but mm-hmm. In like six yeah. months, you're right. You're not going to have any more Tim Allen to watch. So mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then I'll be desperate. Yeah. Um, you remember that Sandman where hell closed and all the denizens of hell had to go somewhere and there was a story that was in a British boarding school that got like, yes. haunted by ghosts? There's a short-lived series called dead boy detectives with no. like the two ghost boys from that story. Oh my God. Like go to the library and read a bunch of books so they can become detectives. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was like a, a revisiting of the, of an older Sandman iteration that got greenlit because of the success. of sure, The Sandman sure. called Sandman mystery theater that ran between 93 and 99. Uh, there's some other stuff, but the, the, The things that people who are new to the series are gonna look at and wanna go to, I think, are the short lived and intentionally like limited run things where Gaiman has like revisited the characters and the and the series himself. Yeah, I'm looking Um,
1: at my box set here and there's like a couple of like endless Knights and the Dream Hunters. Yeah, so uh
0: the Dream Hunters is a it's it came out in 1999 originally. It, it it was at first it was an illustrated novella and then later it was adapted into a comic.
1: Oh wow, okay.
0: So if so if you look at your box that that one is in there twice and that's why the novella is a, is one of them and the comic I have no is the idea. Yeah. Uh Endless Nights published in 2003. It's a series of seven one-off stories about each of the Endless. Okay. Um, so each of them gets one and then overture, uh, happened more recently. It's between 2013 and 2015. That is a prequel series about what Morpheus was doing immediately before his imprisonment at the beginning of, of this. So if you go back to that first issue, he's like returning from something, he's super tired and like his energy is spent and that's part of why he is able to be imprisoned. Okay. And that this tells the incredible true story of why that happened. <laughs> so the I've read all of this stuff. And I think there is, if you buy the big box set that has all of it, just like just like read it and you'll have a decent time, probably. Like th- there is just by virtue of of it being a game and written thing, I think if you liked Sandman, there's gonna be some stuff in here that you enjoy. But I think what ultimately feels sort of unsatisfying about all of it is I think what people are or like, what I kind of would like to see is just like a proper continuation that feels like it's building to something. The way that
1: yeah, the yes. entire
0: run of the Sandman feels like it's building to something. Sure, and it's we we talked about this a lot, where like you. I would say something about how, you know, keep this character in mind because it'll come back and be important later. And you're like, I honestly can't tell the difference between like one off stuff that I'm not supposed to think about again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like important things that I'm supposed to tuck back in the back of my brain. So I remember them when they come up again. There is no follow up to the Sandman that feels like it's
1: doing that working toward a
0: yeah. thing and and especially if you're more interested in like oh what happens next with with daniel and how he relates to his siblings and all this stuff it's just like none of these books want to do that at all like sure in endless nights has i think two of the seven that take place post the events of the sandman and all the rest of it is pre, either like way in the past or it's or it it's not really important when it happens or it's you know kind kind of amid the sure the the things that are happening in the sandman. So yeah, I think that's probably why I don't like it as much. I mean, Overture has like a like Morpheus teams up with like a cat version of Morpheus, which is yeah, why not? It feels a little pandery, but sure, I'll take it. <laughs> like there there's interesting stuff, but I I you yeah, can't build it's, a it's full not, series out of fables
1: want. and reflections. Yeah, yeah. Fables and reflections gets its power from the fact that it's nested within. Yes, it, it is
0: a break from other
1: longer form stuff. Sure. Well, I, you know who knows. I don't know that Gaiman could. What does he want to do? Do I something think, I, like this think ever think again? If, I don't know. I think
0: if he wanted to, he would have done it by yep. now. Like it, it's been what, like almost thirty years yeah. since this ended, or or. Yeah, thirty, almost exactly thirty years. Like he's it, done it, it's, nothing
1: like this ever since.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's partly like I said what I had to say. Partly, how could I
1: possibly?
0: Yeah, how how yeah. could I create a thing that would be as loved and as impactful as this? Thing that's had like thirty years to build up its own like mythology. You well, know? <laughs> and what
1: is the what is the time frame again? Remind me, like when does the first issue of Sandman come out? It's like eighty,
0: like eighty six or eighty seven to ninety three. I want to say
1: wild. Oh, it's
0: eighty eighty nine to ninety three.
1: Because this is in the, this is in ninety six. This last one. Oh yes, eighty nine to ninety six. Sorry, so I, I was
0: reading. I was reading the um. Who was publishing it? And oh, I, sure, I, sure, I, yeah. Sure, Vertigo right. took over in 1993, and it's okay, like, I guess.
1: yeah. Right. I mean, imagine making a thing that took that long to make. Like, you think about like musical artists worried about their sophomore out al- like album, and or it's even like, like
0: bands that reunite after a while and have to come back to make and oh an my album. Like, God, it's, on yeah. the
1: radio mm-hmm. today, I heard a new n Sync song because there's a new <laughs> Trolls movie, and they're doing an In Sync song for it. And I was like, what is this? Are they going to make a new album? I don't want to hear it necessarily, but like they had to get together and make it. Imagine yeah. doing that after all this time. Yeah.
0: I I think some of it would feel comforting and some of it would be like, oh, I remembered why I
1: didn't want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So that's my, can I add in sync to the, to the Mount Rushmore of Bards?
0: Yeah. I mean, we got another slot up
1: there. They take, they all fit in one slot together. Just don't yeah. worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're building an endless like <laughs> group here. Um, all right. Well, thanks for taking me on a tour of the dreaming, Andrew. I've really thanks enjoyed. For, I'm I am glad you enjoyed it. I'm yeah. glad that you're thinking about rereading it.
0: I think there will come a time where we've got some kind of a show buffer built for some reason. Yeah. And like maybe you'll be sick, or or like Laura will have taken Simon somewhere, and you're gonna have the house to yourself, and you're gonna look on your bookshelf, and you're gonna see Sam sitting up there, and you're like, maybe it's time. And I think you'll be glad when that happens. I know
1: I will be glad when that yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. So, if you, the listener, have reread it and you want to tell us what it was like to read along with us or read it for the first time, send us an email over to pod at gmail dot com. Hit us up on social media at overdue pod tell us about your experiences in the dreaming andrew if folks want to know more about the show or how to support our long read projects where do they go
0: overduepodcast.coms is our internet website up there we have all the episodes that we're going to read for the month we have a, our archive of 600 plus episodes we have a little embedded player that you can use to play the episode or download a mp3 that you can like put on a media player thing i know that there are a lot of those that still exist which is kind of wild but (laughs) but i like it i'm happy about it um patreon.com overdue pod is how you can support the show we're gearing up to start a new long read project a return to stop homer time stop
1: homer time
0: uh featuring emily wilson's translation of the iliad we have some fun plans there uh we're gonna release a uh, an intro episode where we talk about like the translator's note and some general background stuff. I think to uh, Patreon people and everybody just to like give you a, yeah. give you a little taste, and then we're gonna get going. I yep. think two book two books at a time. Yep, over twenty four books, just like we did for the Odyssey. I'm I'm the Iliad is one that I have not. I think it's just a very different book, and it is less. There are like fewer like concrete protagonists to, like latch onto like there are in the odyssey like there definitely are important people but it it feels more like it's about it's about the trojan war rather than about this guy odysseus who's trying to come
1: home like it's, yeah. it's just bigger
0: and so i'm curious to get into it and
1: see how it feels different to discuss you know yeah it's gonna be wild it's mm-hmm. gonna be different like think about i mean homer man not a real guy as we discussed but not like, like tim allen or william shakespeare yeah but like think about you know coming up with two big like two sandmans basically mm-hmm.
0: yeah two sandmen,
1: men odyssey and the iliad mm-hmm. woof <laughs> what a and, guy that homer was andrew what do we say at the end of every episode of sand by me ah <sighs> never forget a moon's a turf